Hello and welcome to show 45 of the Veteran Gamers Podcast. Uh, I'm the daddy, I'm the daddy as always, there you go, I'm introducing myself because I always get pulled up for not introducing myself. So yeah, I'm the daddy and with me I have Chini. Yay! And we've also got Duke. Well, I'll tell you what, you can come down and see me tomorrow. Yeah, huh? Should I bring my f***ing tools? Excuse me? Should I bring my toolbox? Yeah, hey. <laughs> Can I just ask yeah. you base yourself on? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. I thought people might want to know the origin of it. It's a Jerky Boys prank phone call. I was going to use a much larger excerpt, but then I thought, you know what? I'll keep it short. People can yeah, find hey. it. It's yeah. called Auto Mechanic. Look for Jerky Boys Auto Mechanic. It's really fun. So Now you know where it comes from. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, 45 is the atomic number of rhodium. Snore. <laughs> oh yeah, whatever. What is that even? What's rhodium? It's also forty-five. Is also a uh, obviously a gun and the RPM of the little singles on vinyl. Rhodium, as yeah, everybody what is knows. What? What is it? No, it's a rhodium. Oh, as everyone uh, knows, it's a chemical element that is rare, silvery white, hard, and chemically inert transition metal, and a member of the platinum group. I've got some <laughs> that's white and hard. <laughs> oh god! Uh, uh, you know. I don't know what it's used for. No, it's this pencil. It's, uh... <laughs> That's uh, very yes. good. Very good. Right. Um, yeah. Well, I well, thought to start off with something gaming related for a change. You know, because you know, <gasps> what? And... We never start a show talking about oh, games. Good. It's usually about I don't know, balling. Or I know. Here, ready? Here, ready? Here we go. Here we go. Gaming related. Okay. Um, are you, are you sure you're both ready for this? I'm sitting I'm, down. Have we got a drum roll? I'm sitting on the seat, but I only need the edge of it, Stu. Cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. I watched the film on uh, Saturday night. Jesus Christ. Hey. <laughs> Scott Pilgrim? It's, it's gaming related. No, I watched. Re- Tron? No, Re- I watched Tron no, recently. Listen, sure, sure. He's awesome. uh, Requiem for a Dream. Yes. Oh, jeez. That. Yes, yeah. God almighty. I mean, first of all, I've got to say, right, that film is so depressing. Yes, it is. Yes. Jesus. Nice music. I like the music. Yeah, yeah the music's great, but I can't listen to it. Yeah, yeah. But, but I don't want to be Clint in that Clint... mental place ever again, so I refuse to listen to that music. Yeah. The, music's, yeah. the music's by Clint Mansell, the person who did the music for Moon, and he's from Coventry, not very far from uh, me. There you go. Didn't know that. But, oh, my God, that film's depressing. I said His first movie, Pie, is really awesome. And it's yeah, not no, I've so... seen that as well. I've seen yeah, Pie. I like I watched Pie. But yeah. what was the sequel, right? American Pie, was just a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> I liked American Pie, the wedding. Um, but yeah, no, I said my daughter was at Brownie Camp this weekend, so I said, oh, we'll, we'll... oh, oh we can have the most so adult we... movie ever. I know! So I was like, oh, get a film to watch. Estes! Oh, my God. And I said to Kay, oh, I heard that's quite good, Requiem for a Dream. I think it's oh. mentioned quite good. I wish it had <laughs> now she started the divorce proceedings. Uh, I wish I'd have read up a little bit about what it was about before we actually yes. watched it. But it was a good film. I mean, you can't deny, you know, the... the it, well, yeah, the, I don't know. We're still... There's some debate about that amongst my friends. Because some of them say that it's like exploitative, you know, like crazy fundamentalist anti-drug wet dream type stuff. Like, there's nothing good that ever comes of drugs. And, well, that is sort of true, is it not? No, aspirin's a great drug. What are you talking yeah, about? Sort of. Also, the drugs I know a lot of people <laughs> that have had a lot of fun on marijuana. Yeah. 
Well, not celebrating it, but I'm not denying it. Well, possibly. What did Bill Hicks say? Never lost a job, never lost a house, never lost a car, wife, or kids. Laughed my ass off and went about my day. Now, but where's he, my commercial? But it would be hard to recommend that film to anyone to watch, I have to say. It's tr- especially young people. I'm talking to you, G.H. Rocker. You know, Don't watch it yet. Do you know what? Do you know what? I said to Kay, you know, when Millie's old enough, we should show her that film to stop oh taking God. drugs. Yeah, there you well, go. Well, well, you take drugs, trick. this is what will happen to you. Oh my. I didn't want to watch TV for a week after that movie either. You'll, man. you'll end up with a dildo in a place where you should never have a dildo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's nothing to do with Chad Warden. I think the um, tr- Tropical Thunder, that movie had the same effect. I didn't want to watch the TV after the, like a week after I watched that movie. Yeah. I don't know if it had quite the same impact. Yeah, it did. I didn't want to do anything. Yeah. Anyway, anyway it, it, it is gaming related because I watched it on Love Film on the PS3. Ah. ah do you see? I hope it was high def so you could really see the detail on his it, festering uh, arm wound. It did, it did take me a long to, time to get to that segue, but it is gaming related. Um, yeah, I've, I've, you know, given it a whirl just to see what it was like, you know, the, the love film thing. <laughs> Tried it the first night. I, but... I ain't trying to play my games with no deal, though. No. No. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, there is a rule, by the way. I forgot to tell you before we started recording. The rule tonight, no more Chad Warden. Please. No more the 20. No, no more than no, 20 Chad You can't censor Chad Warden. I can. There's enough of Chad Warden. We've had no, I did let all these clips together just so you can ban him. <laughs> <laughs> you can do all the overseas clips. I've got Chad Warden overload the last few We've weeks. got to give him at least a week <laughs> off. Yeah, I need a break just for a week. Just for a week. Okay, all right. Okay. That's the last right. Chad Warden. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I downloaded it. Well, he actually didn't download it, which is weird. Because I've got, have you got Mubi as well? Have you, have you seen that Mubi? Wasn't Mubi? that the 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 fast food place no. on Clips Two? No, Mubi is independent films. You know, sort of more obscure, sort of indie stuff. Um, and there's a there's a little sort of app for that, but you had to download it from the store. But Love Film just appeared on the dashboard, which was a bit weird. You still had to install it. But the little tab just appeared. Huh. Yeah. So who knows? <laughs> yeah. So I did it. And then I, I sort of did Planet Terror was the first film I had a look at on there. And it was a bit laggy, it's fair to say. On the, on the initial launch day, it didn't really work that well. It kept stuttering and oh, stopping. Looking at things and... Yeah. But no, by the following night, because you get four, which is nice, you get 48 hours to watch it uh, from renting it. Once you start watching it, you have 48 hours. Which I thought was quite cool because most most times it's only twenty four, isn't it, that you're given to sort of watch it, stuff. It, it was twenty four. It's twenty four on the Xbox. Isn't it? Yeah, so it's forty eight hours, um, and the following night I, I started watching it again, and it was fine. There was no issues, and unfortunately there was no issues with Requiem for a Dream either. We managed to watch that <laughs> all the way through. That's because you were watching it on the PS Two, <laughs> not on the and Xbox. Then, and then I had to watch, uh, you know, these Xbox circles. They fuck. They think they are. They think they're smart shit. You didn't say I couldn't play them. <laughs> no, no, I didn't, unfortunately. <laughs> and then, and then, you're banned too. And then, and then I thought I better, you know, having watched such a heavy film, I should watch something a bit more light-hearted. So I watched uh, Bambi. Never seen that. I, before. Watched the Exorcist. Oh, I didn't realize that it, oh. that she died. Oh, man. Yeah, that's an uplifting movie. <laughs> I was more depressed because she died. Hey, Stu, uh, um, if you watch uh, uh, Bambi spoilers. <laughs> you watch Million Dollar Baby this week. You won't be on the podcast next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, God no! I couldn't watch that again. I don't think I could watch that again. No, I, mean, I can't. Oh, watch it it's again. such a depressing film. 
Um, so yeah, and then I did Finding Nemo, and his mum got killed at the beginning. Oh, don't stop it! <laughs> oh, honestly. Did you watch The Lion King and his dad dies? <laughs> yeah, it's one depressing film after another. Uh, but anyway, back to Love Film. It works really well, but. I was debating whether to upgrade my account at Love Film by a pound a month. If you're paying an extra pound a month, you get unlimited streaming uh, for ten ninety nine. They get you. Yeah, but then I had to look through, and to be honest, there isn't a great deal of films on there. Oh, to be fair, the streaming stuff isn't. isn't they're, it was a bit poor. They're getting better. I mean, yeah. obviously they've got a lot, a lot of DVDs. But and the, the movies all... are pretty good, but, but the, the, the most... streaming. Yeah. yeah, the most recent stuff was about two thousand and eight, two thousand and seven. Yeah. That's how Netflix was, though. Netflix yeah. was the same, and now they're getting the loads better. they got shows on there, so you just got to give it time. Stupid. So I'm going to hold off, because I get me four hours a month anyway, so I can watch a couple of movies a month from that. That's enough. So. That's enough. Yeah, so I'm just going to leave it at that, unless it gets a lot better. But the actual service itself, it works sort of okay. The biggest issue I've found with it is, obviously, it sort of brings up films in multiples of 100, so if you do most popular, or you can sort by highest rated, all those sorts of things. Um... But the problem is, if you're about on number 80 and you go to look at a synopsis of what the film's about, when you go back, it goes back to number one. Uh, which is exactly what VidZone did when it was launched. Oh, yeah, VidZone. Have you, have you been on that recently? Yeah, it's, I, it's, it's become a bit of a mess, I think. Although Awful. Yeah, it was much better when it was a bit more streamlined, but it still works really well. I mean, the so looked to load. And, uh... I haven't had that issue, I must admit, but uh, there is a lot of stuff on there now. I mean, there's about sixteen or 17,000 tracks now, I oh, believe. Oh, yeah, like, the library's pretty impressive, but it just yeah. takes to load. It's like, by the time it's loaded, it's like, well, I'm ready. No, now. there's been an up- there was an update recently that sorted a lot of that stuff out. So it's it's definitely a lot quicker. I'm out now. though. By then though, I'm out. I'm in the trash. If you don't tell me that, I want to know. Yeah. No, there was an update recently that that definitely speeded everything up. So it works a lot better now. Than there was an update people. on the PS3. Really? Um, I'm not used th- to seeing updates for that. Th- th- think of how many people like me and didn't know there was an update for it. They probably never see it again. Yeah. So there you go. So yeah, Love Film. It's definitely worth a whirl. I'll definitely check it out. You know, if you've got a Love Film account, I do. You can definitely check it out. And it works. I mean, it's only DVD quality. There's no HD content or anything oh, like whatever. that. But hopefully, you know, we'll get our sort of stuff. You know? Yeah, whatever. We'll get our sort of stuff. So it's what it? okay. It, it works. It works. But it could be a bit better. It could be a bit The interface on movies is a lot better, I have to say. And that's worth a quick look because some weird stuff on there. Yeah, um, yeah it's definitely worth a look. Uh, okay, right. Yeah, moving on. Uh, I'm play it. Yeah, I need to shoot some news. No, no, seriously, right? Chad Warden is banned. That's it. No more. No more. That's... I was trying to get the little ah, sound when the, when he's doing the Link impression. There's another banning as well. You're not even allowed to do impressions of him. <laughs> oh, I was just going to do impressions. Sorry. No impressions and no sound clips. That's mm-hmm. it. No sound clips. All right, Chad Warden, okay. you're banned from this After podcast. After this ban, Duke, we'll have to swap weeks. Like, you could have him next week, and I'll have <laughs> yeah, another week. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um... Yeah, uh, I thought we'd talk a bit about, uh, you know, Call of Duty Black Ops, because I guess... Call of Duty, it, say it right. I know. Say, say it right, Stu. Call oh. of Duty Blops. Yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, I guess you've got to say it is the biggest launch of a game this year. Whatever, no one cares. None of us have got Does it. Because the sheep yeah. go running to it. They're like, hey, new Call of Duty. Because you know buy it. FIFA, FIFA, Call of Duty, COD, COD. But we're not that stupid. But just to put it into perspective, first day sales... 5.6 million it sold uh, first day. How much was Modern Warfare 2? It was it was more than it outsold Modern Warfare 2 by a oh, million not, more. It was that's about not four, surprising. 
It's about four and a half million for Modern Warfare 2. And also, have you seen Bobby Kotek? He was, he's come out this week and said that Treyarch right. helped uh, Infinity Ward make Modern Warfare 2 a lot, apparently. Really? Really, yeah. Yeah, he's saying that they did a lot of support work and sort of did a lot of the stuff with, with actually with them. Which oh, I, I, I bet, like on crunch time, you know, the last couple of months, they they probably got yeah, some yeah. So Trey, hey guys, you know how we said all that stuff about how you don't know how to make a card game? Um, can you help us out with our card? Game? Yeah, nice shadow for us. <laughs> but to be honest, I, I think this time around, when, interestingly, right when World at War came out, Treyarch got a lot of stick. You know, running up to it and sort of even a bit after it had come out. This time around, it's almost like everybody's forgotten that it's Treyarch. The tables have turned. They have. They have. It's almost like people have forgotten it's Treyarch making it. And that's not to say Treyarch aren't a good company because... The problem is, if only one of us played it, because we all think it's stupid, so we haven't bought it. So it would help. Uh, Yeah. I mean, a friend, a friend. um, Wait a minute. uh, What? 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 I, I, I bought it. What? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Game invites. Listen. Murphy and Chipper Cipher and someone else all sent me three invites at the same time. Oh. I'm only human. Oh. Calm down, calm down. But I don't have any friends, all right? Listen, at this point, I feel like I need the clip from Despicable Me. You know, with <laughs> the little dude, and he goes, What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, accused of, of misbehaving. I think that's what we need. Yeah, I, you know what? I ultimately uh, looked at it like this. Okay, yes, it's peer pressure. I gave in. Whatever. You can make fun of me if you want. Well, you said right. I said to you, you would cave in, and you categorically said on this show that you would not. Yeah, but you know what? I never. It was never a principled thing. It was yeah. always just like I'm not really interested, and I, you know, I'll he see. Did, he did what say I was at one do. point. He did say at one point. Yeah, I'll probably will boy it, but no, at the <laughs> moment, no. <laughs> but I mean, you know, like, um. I originally said, like, okay, I'm going to wait two weeks and see if people are still playing. Because you know what? Nobody's playing Halo Reach right now. And I know right, that's because Black it, Ops came out. But even before Black Ops came out, nobody was playing Halo Reach. When did it release? It doesn't matter. The point is this. Is that two weeks? <laughs> no, but here's the thing. Weeks, so I was going to wait two weeks. And then I said to myself, okay, everybody keeps sending me invites. And I'm you playing Modern Warfare 2 by myself. So it's like eighth grade all over again. And I'm like, I'm back being a 13-year-old. <laughs> um, but, uh... And then I realized, you know what? Look, Girl. I bought the map packs on day one, both of them, right, for Modern Warfare 2. So if you look at, okay, I don't know how many maps the new game has. Let's say it's 12. That's $4 a map. That's not too bad, given all the how much I'll play it. I mean, it's pretty impressive. So what? I mean, not impressive, but it's it's a decent value for money. So I was just like, whatever. And then you get a single player and you get zombies. And I don't care about the zombies or anything. I'll tell you what I do care about. This is so funny. A little remote control car, I don't care about that at all. Zombies, who cares? Even the single player, I'm like, whatever. I don't, I don't I'm not interested. But that thing you talked about, Chinny, in the, the little preview that you saw where the person's diving to the ground, that's really cool. <laughs> You can do yeah, that. There's, like, a, there's a reason for that, thing. isn't there? But there's a reason for that because it stops not stops people cheating, but makes it harder for people to get easy kills. Is that real then, dude? Is that, yeah. Can people actually yeah. die? Yeah. No, that's yeah, all you yeah, do yeah. when you drop to the ground. You do not just sort of duck and then drop anymore. You actually dive to the well, ground. No, no, no. You can still duck and then drop, but you can't. But shoot. if you're have running you. when you do it, well, I don't know. Because but one if of the you're guys... running when you do it, then... okay. One of the, one of the guys who I work with, he he queued up for. Three hours. He got there at eleven o'clock at night, and he got his game at two o'clock in the morning at Asda, 
uh, near where he lives. And we were talking about this you can't very. Be ridiculous. I know. We were talking about this very thing because I said to him, you know, I've seen. Do you know what the other funny thing is? He got home at about quarter past two, and then he went to bed at three o'clock. So he only actually played it for three quarters of an hour because he was in work at half seven the following morning. So he actually queued up all that time and only played it for about half an hour, three quarters of an hour. Anyway, uh, he was saying right, basically that you used to be able to sort of duck down flat really quickly and then shoot somebody. Okay, but what they've, they've had is dive thing in so you can't actually do that there's like a five second delay before you can shoot again so he said it's well, been it's not that long there. but i mean it is a little I mean, yeah whatever. okay so yeah so been there to do to combat that apparently according to so him you know what really bugs me about the game this is all i really have to say about it i mean you know it's it's all right it's a good game um it's more cod you know it's exactly what you expect it would be um the thing that <laughs> bugs me the most is okay first of all there's no more stopping power which is fine, I don't care, because all that did was it, you know, everybody used stopping power, so it just took everybody up to the next level in terms of how fast you kill people. So now it takes a little longer for everybody. But with stopping power on the M16 in Modern Warfare 2, it would take one or two bursts to take a person down. And that's, you gave up being having the, the, the constant stream of bullets in exchange for having the short bursts do more damage because it was more precise and it was just a, you know, if you if you were accurate, it was a better choice if you could use those short bursts accurately. Now, it takes three or four bursts every time to kill someone with an M16 unless you get a headshot. So it's, it, it, it's, there's no, it, it's much less powerful now and it's really frustrating that it seems like they've punished M16 users as a result. Yeah, but do you not feel that the game is a bit more balanced as a result of that? No, 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 because not a lot of people used M16s because they were hard to use. I mean, it takes more skill, I think, to use an M16 well than it does to just spray and pray when you're upon somebody. But that was the reason. That was the the reason to use an M16. That's what made it balanced because it I was used harder. To love, I, used to, I love the M16. I think it's brilliant. I do too. I think it's a great gun, but it's it's not as good in Black Ops. So I mean, whatever. It's not a big deal. It, I, I'm still liking it, but it's just it feels like. The M16 is less powerful compared to any other gun, and that's frustrating to me. Yeah, I mean, I was. I mean, the guy at work, he thinks it's a hell of a lot more balanced than than any of the other ones he's played. He he said it's the first time that it feels like a pretty much a level playing field. He said he didn't feel like anyone had any advantages, and it, it was all about skill as opposed to what perks you've got or what weapons. I don't you're know using. about that. I mean, it sort of does. I mean, I think the perks probably are more balanced, but. I mean, you get, for instance, the little remote control car. That's kind of like the new Predator missile. That's going to kill somebody. Because you can shoot it. I actually took one out one time. But, you know, that's it's almost a guaranteed kill. And the thing that's interesting about that is you can either get a little remote control car or you can get a UAV. Spy plane, they're called now. Uh, and that's the thing. It, it, it has all the same stuff in it. You just have to learn what the names are. Uh, but everybody's choosing the remote control car, which means we don't have nearly as many UAVs going up. So it's, and, and the UAV is sort of a community perk. It's a kill streak that benefits everybody, whereas the remote control car obviously only benefits you. So it seems interesting that a lot of people are choosing that thing that will help just them rather than something that will help But them. if you're playing Team Deathmatch, surely if you use a remote control car and take two or three people out, then it's got to help the team, hasn't but it? But you don't take two or three people. It's very rare you're going to get two or three kills with that car. Okay. Right. But you're still getting a kill, I suppose. Well, the I, thing is, I mean, the, whatever. It's not the thing is, as well, like, I think people stopped using UAVs in Modern Warfare 2 quite a lot just to see what the other perks did and just to get used to them and realize that how useful the UAV is. So everybody, like, everybody's using the yeah. remote control car, maybe, because it's the new thing. And it's, and it's cool a novelty. Car, yeah, absolutely. And then, and then yeah. in a couple of months, everybody start using the UAV again because they realize you can't yeah. get that many kills with it. 
The other thing I really like about the game, and this is stupid aesthetics, so whatever, is, um, you know, kind of like Halo, you can design the way your little, you know, play card, I guess they call it now, or whatever it is, um, what people see when you kill them. And um, you have to buy everything. It's all COD points now, and that's where the gambling thing comes in, and I haven't really done much of that, but whatever. Uh, and the whole thing is, like, you can, so I made it, there, you know, there's certain emblems you can use, and so what I've tried to do is you know the image from Watchmen with the smiley face pin and then the little blood splatter on it I tried to recreate that but all I can afford right now is an actual drop and it looks so fake and stupid but I know that when I have a few more layers to add to it it'll look better and better so I don't know whatever it's it's silly things to spend time how much can you customize that stuff? Is there a you can really customize a lot apparently there's like 15 layers you can put on that so you can make it look very unique Um, but you can't um, stretch or shrink it. You can only make it larger or smaller and then rotate it. So if I could do it with stretching and shrinking it, I'm sure I could make it look exactly like the Watchmen splatter, but whatever. It's not a big deal. I don't really care. Because I, I know, you know, the hope is that, you know, one out of a hundred people will see the little thing that I've done and be like, hey, Watchmen! So whatever. There you go. Can I just ask, so so you don't unlock weapons anymore? You have to buy them with COD points. Is that you right? You have to then? buy them. But there's also unlocking. So certain things become available to buy when you reach a certain Ah, level. so you unlock but then something you also to buy. But... COD points. Ah. Right. And, you, and, and some you get... things are unlocked. Like, you know, when you first go out, like the first sniper rifle I think is free. So, you know, when you unlock that, then it's, okay, it's available but it's and it's free. I mean, the other, the other thing... One... The other thing I heard off the guy where he said it's a much more cohesive game now because you get COD points for everything you do. He said so everything carries well, yeah, over. Almost everything. Yeah. So he seems you get to be for a lot of things. Yeah. Hey, shoot, let's get let's get the mic from work on. <laughs> yeah, you should do. We should do. He, 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 you know, he was liking it, but you know, he's a bit of a fanboy. You know, he did you up for three hours <laughs> to get it. <laughs> yeah, that's just I can't imagine. And then yeah, like you said, you only got half an hour to play. He said. Pass out from fatigue. Yeah. He said there were two about two hundred people there, and this is like a local ASDA supermarket, and it was about yeah, two hundred well, people. All my students come in, and they were like, "This one kid came in like twenty minutes late to class, first hour." And I was like, "Where were you?" And he's like, "Oh, I got late. I'm here late." He was just had the weakest excuses, and his friends were all like, "He was up playing Black Ops all night." I'm like, "That's ridiculous. That's that game's not worth <laughs> staying up all night to play." <laughs> Yeah, did you let him? I hadn't played it, so I didn't even know. <laughs> Were you lenient with him? Whatever. Were you lenient? Um, I'm always trying to treat him like adults, so you know I'm supposed to like give him detentions and bring their parents in, but I don't know. It feels like treating you turn them like a blind kids eye. Do that. Video game? Did you go? Oh. I don't turn a blind eye, but I just you know I tell him <laughs> if I'm not going to do any of the real punishments, then I at least get to make fun of you when you're late. So see if they, if they had any non-sure kids, they would come in and go if they were late or stuff like that. I'm done the homework. Why do you do your homework? I was playing video games. Oh, okay, that's fine, right? Let's move on. No, but see, I tell them, no, 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 because I also play video games, but I also read books, and, like, I write stuff, and I keep up with the news, and, like, I'm not living in some little bubble where I don't understand how the world works. So I try to tell them, there's a way to do both, dude. Okay. You can be a scholar and a video game player. And, in fact, I was just this week chewing out this former student of mine because he was walking down the halls going, Call, and, like, six of his friends, Call of Duty! Call of... And I said... Quentin, you've got to stop doing that because you're making everyone think that people who play video games are freaking morons. You're not helping, okay? Oh, I really wish I could play a Chad Warden clip. No, you're not allowed. Okay. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, so what else? I'm moving 
I mean, next week, I mean, next week, when you've had a bit more of a chance to play the single player and get into it a bit more, you can talk a bit more. I don't even, I don't care about the single player. I couldn't care less about that. You're mad. You're crazy. Yeah, you're just crazy. (laughs) Crazy. Anyway. I haven't played the single player on Battlefield 2 or Killzone 2. So I feel like I'm just... What are you spoiling the game? And slap the disc it off. <laughs> yeah, off the disc give it back. <laughs> okay, exactly. Excuse me. Can you just wipe off the single player? Because I don't really want that. Yeah, yeah, mate. Here's off, off the disc. Yeah. I don't want the song. I just want the stupid. <laughs> you know, how about? How about? I give you $40. You just give me the multiplayer. Yeah, 35 You can keep the zombies too. I don't care. Like Chris Rock. Yeah, yeah that's for the, order real. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, fuck so anyway. the case. Just put it in my hands. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need the box. Just I hold it by my hand. <laughs> anyway, wants to know, what everybody wants to know, Duke, is what's the instruction manual like? Yeah, what is the instruction manual? <laughs> I haven't even looked at it to be honest. It, get it there. I literally came home, installed it while I walked the dog, and then I was like, uh, Duke, I just started right into multiplayer. Dude, get it now because the, the instruction manual for Modern Warfare Two is pathetic. Do you know? Do you know what's quite right. funny? You know what's quite funny, it. right? We all we all took the piss out of PS3 because you had to install your games to the hard drive, right? When it came out, right? And now you install every single game, yeah, but yeah, it's optional. Voluntarily. It's optional though. <laughs> voluntarily, but you do it every single one. Yeah, but if it's optional, then you've got no problem, oh yeah, huh? You know. I guess. I guess. Duke's getting his thing though, so we can make fun of him. God, he's American. I know. Yeah. What's he oh. getting? His, his thing. What's his thing? His instruction manual. Oh right, that's what he's doing. I wonder what he was doing. Because Modern I'm Warfare 2, oh, you're I've, back, got, you're I've back. got the Modern Warfare 2 one. Let me just read out how many pages it is. Yeah. Okay, so Modern Warfare is 2, it's how many? <laughs> and just like in Modern Warfare 2, the HUD image is gray. There's no image on the HUD display explanation. It's um, eight pages long. So how many pages has this one got then, Duke? Uh, it's got nine. Oh, one more page. So what's on oh. the Well, But one, one page of notes and then two pages is the license agreement. Xbox Live. Xbox Live is your connection to more games, more entertainment, more fun. What the heck is and that? And the heads-up display like, doesn't have a picture on it like Modern Warfare 2, right? That's right. Yeah, it's it's a gray box. Mm. Mm. It's just mm. ridiculous. They shouldn't even bother. Yeah, it does sound a bit ridiculous. They should put like a, a leaflet in there and just saying um, the tutorials in the game. Just buy that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. Well, we'll <sighs> when you've played it a bit more, you can tell us a bit more about it next week. When you Call of Duty blops. Yeah, yeah. And you never know, Chinny might have bought it then as well. I do, I, you know what? I almost did. Yeah, you never know. He might have done. He might have done. Have you seen? The, have you seen the offer that they're doing at Tesco's, Chinny? No. Yeah, they do it. If you buy two thousand one hundred points, you can have the game for twenty five quid. So there you go. Um. Nah. Nah. Well, it's only, nah. It's only... I almost did buy it. I almost did <laughs> buy it. just considering it. Uh, nah. 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 Uh, but I just kind of nah. went, nah. I don't have time to play anything so, at the moment, so whatever. Okay, what what else have you been up to then, Duke, apart from uh, Call of Duty blops? Whatever that you know what? I realized I didn't say last week. I gave up on Resistance 2. That stuff is just too freaking hard. I had it on the easiest settings, and it was still I could. Had, I did this one mission at least twenty times, and I just couldn't figure it's out what I was supposed to do. It's a tough game. It is a tough game. It's a really. You know, I was just like, you know, I don't care. I'm not having fun with this. I don't. I'm not. My pride doesn't care if I finish it or not. So screw it. Um, 
And then this week I had to give up on the saboteur because it's all about stealth. It really is. There, it seems like it's not. The game's tricky, man. It's like, no, no, I'm not a stealth game. It's a really, I'm, I'm not. A, I can't do an Irish accent. But he, well, he's not like, a you know, stealth it's not game. Really... This game is totally not yeah. about stealth. There you go. That was good. Think I was getting tricked now. And uh, but no, it is because there was this one thing where I got to go blow up some big air anti-aircraft gun or something. Who knows what it was. And uh, I had to, I had to, apparently, I had to go through this pack of uh, Nazi, this area, this building garden where there's like 20 different Nazis. And you have to like press yourself up against the wall. And then if they come anywhere near you, they start getting suspicious and they keep walking toward you. And then suddenly, ah, there he is. And then there's 100 million people shooting at you all at once. So whatever. I'm just like, forget it. So you love, that. you love with the underdog games has sort of gone, has it? I guess. I mean, you know, but but again, like until I reached that point, it was a great game, and I was having a lot of fun with it. It's just that it's too much stealth, and I'm not a stealth person. I should have known that before I got a game called The Saboteur, but whatever. Um, but I started playing Singularity. Yeah, how are you finding that? And I'm halfway through it. I'm really liking it. It's fun. It's that that has some tough sections, you know. That has some tough beats in it. It does. It does. There was one part that was, oh, my God, it was driving me crazy because it was these little tiny dudes that came running up and – They'll kill you pretty quick, so you have to kind of do stuff and throw grenades at them and then age them with the one thing, and uh, it's just hectic. And, uh, yeah, but it reminds me a lot of Bioshock. Yeah, Can it you, does. Did you get that sense? Yeah, it definitely yeah. has that vibe. Have, have you played it, Steve? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I've played it. Of, like, you know, a lot of people, yeah, so there's a lot of, you know, there, okay, there's this mysterious, but you start off in an aircraft that crashes, okay, and then you're in the water, and then you get on the land, and then you're suddenly introduced into this world with a big statue, right, right off the bat, and, um, yeah, people have been modifying themselves with this mysterious thing, and you go deeper and deeper into it, and there's people you might not be able to trust, and all sorts of stuff, so it's interesting, uh, you know, the, the time stuff feels a little gimmicky, but it's okay. It's a decent shooter. You know, I'm having fun with it. So, yeah, I've been playing that. And I guess that's about it. Oh, no, 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 no. Duh. Rock Band 3, baby. Ah, I bought it okay. because I found out that Tegan and Sarah are in it. And I was like, dude, Tegan and Sarah. And so I've been playing that and listening to them. And uh, it was really cool because, you know, they're awesome. And this song, in fact. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, it's you fun. Know, uh, do you know, I was sort of thinking of asking my wife for that for Christmas with the keyboard, you know, with the key tile thing. Yeah, yeah. But I looked at you the track You can totally list. tell. Yeah. I looked at, and I wasn't impressed. There was nothing on there that grabbed me. You know, I wasn't like, wow, that's a cool track list. I was just like, eh. I don't know half of the songs on there. Is what I thought. Yeah, I my wife is much more into the songs, apparently, than I am, because every other song, she's like, oh, I love it. oh, and you know, The Cure, and she's really into Flaming Lips, and there's that song about the killer robots and stuff, and I mean, there's some good stuff on it, and there's Primus, finally, but it's probably their least rocking out song, um, but you can totally tell that at least two-thirds of the songs they picked because they have very prominent keyboard sections, <laughs> so you know, they got a Doors song, and oh, gee, who would have thought, right? And the final countdown, of course. And I don't know. There's there's a lot of other. I mean, you know, whatever. But um, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I, I thought I remembered something else. So did you have you tried on the the pro drums and stuff like that? Because you can do all these. I haven't. Pro I haven't. Levels, can't you? Now, yeah. Which I mean, obviously, you to play the, the 
Right. Obviously, you would need to have the special key, the actual guitar keyboard or the guitar controller in order to play pro guitar. No, but you can do pro drums, can't you? You can do the pro drums, bit. Right. right. Yeah, and I'm, I don't play drums much, so I'll probably try it at some point. How about this? I'll commit to trying it for next week. Yeah, because I was I was looking forward to trying that, and I've got the demo, so I'm, if we can do that in the demo, I'll have a go as well, because yeah. I downloaded the demo for that. And okay. the only other thing was uh, I played the demo for Fairy. Oh, I played that as well. We can talk a bit about that. Because Quanrian said, hey, you're into your turn-based combat. Give it a shot. And the combat's fine. I think it's a good RPG overall. They're definitely going for a Bioshock type feel with the conversation because there's even a little conversation wheel, you know? Yeah, no, and I red thought... and blue options. Yeah, it sort of reminded me a little bit more of Mass Effect, to be honest. Mass Effect 2, the, the dialogue. Yeah, yeah, Bioware, right. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I thought you said yeah. Bioshock then. Oh, no, no, no. If I did, I meant to say Bioware. Sorry, I thought you said uh, yeah, Bioshock no, option. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, you know, do you want to try to be a friend of this person or be an enemy and there's red and blue and this and that? But you know what? I can't see myself playing it because. You're a fairy. <laughs> What's like, the matter with that? Flying around, you flying around. Oh no! I'm going to help Oberon save the land of the fairies. And I just, ugh. I don't know. Are you homophobic? It just is that what it is? I know it's not at all. I have to do with homophobic. It's having to do with well, the fairies are stupid. They're well, just well, stupid well, creatures. I can't. You know, they're like butterflies. I don't want to be a butterfly in the game. Give me a break. He hasn't got butterfly. If you play as a bloke, he has fly wings. They look like flies' wings, don't they? Well, he doesn't but, have butterflies. Whatever. I just think, I think fair, it's no, but it's like my thing with energy weapons. I, you know, I, I generally don't care for games that have energy weapons because I like feeling the metallic kachunk kachunk of metal ammunition. And it's the same way with this. I recognize it's a really weird reason to not play a game, but I just don't care about. I quite being liked scary. it. I, must, I mean, I must admit, I played it for quite a bit, and I, I thought it was okay. I got to the end of the demo, and I was like, I, I, I hovered because I haven't got enough points. So I did hover about it and yeah. think, oh, quite that. there you go, I hovered. Yeah, I did a lot of that in the game. Uh, uh, anyway, but I thought the game was, was pretty good. I liked the combat, and you know me, I don't really like turn-based combat. But again, I understood what I was supposed to be doing. And it all made sense when you get a yeah. sort of upgrade, it sort of makes sense. It, makes it did make sense. But then the like where you were supposed to go to find the next thing you were supposed to do was a little sketchy. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, but no, I mean, the cave thing was pretty cool, you know, fighting the giant crab. Yeah. And I was a bit pissed off, though, because obviously playing the demo and you get, like, an upgrade for your fireball weapon. I, right, zone, but then you can't I zoned out for a little bit. I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. There's a game come out called Fairy. <laughs> you're talking about fairies. You don't want to be a fairy? fairy. And it's an RPG. with. I, I'm sorry I asked. I really yeah. am. But, <laughs> but basically, the giant crab, yeah, you got. I got an upgrade, but obviously because I couldn't use it unless I had the full game, so I had to fight it without it. Which was a bit tougher, I have to say. But I, I got there and I understood it. I, I saw it quite like it might be something I might go back to at some point and maybe purchase. So it's something I might think about. So, Chini, what have you been playing then? What have you been up to? Well, not fairy. Oh, your player is good. I've been playing a manly game called Apache. <laughs> Apache? Yes. Oh, God. That's not a joke. Yes, I have. Um, yeah, there's a demo on uh, the Xbox 360s called Apache. And to fly an Apache helicopter. The reason why I played this demo is because my friend, who, you know, he's in, he used to be in the Royal Air Force and stuff, he asked me about this game, and I had no idea what it was. And I said, if, if we on the podcast don't know what a game is by the time it's come out, it's usually terrible. Um, and I was right. Because it is. It's pretty bad. Uh, it's a game where you fly a helicopter around, 
and you just yeah. Sorry, I just read the chat. Uh, you just fly the helicopter around and you shoot stuff, and that's it. L- lots of missiles, lots of shooting. Um, I don't even know who we're shooting. We just seem to be shooting stuff. I, it's just yeah. The it's, enemy. Like, you were shooting the enemy. Yeah. I was shooting was the enemy. It, I don't know like... who they were. You see, if I'd have been playing that game, I'd have been reliving my youth watching Airwolf or Blue yeah. Thunder. You remember Blue Thunder? God, yeah, no doubt, man. Yeah, that's what I'd have been yeah, doing. I remember that. But you probably can't relate to that, Janine. No. You've probably neither seen neither of those shows. Airwolf, I did. Yeah, Airwolf. But yeah. I was a little one. Um, yeah, it's, I just I didn't know what was, was like, classic. Like, there yeah. was no story yeah. or anything. It just went fly this helicopter, off you go, and. It will be okay for people who like flying Apache helicopters. If it, if you like that mission in Medal of Honor where you you where you're in a helicopter, and you just thought, man, I wish I could control this helicopter, um, probably rent this game because that's it. That's all it's good for. It's not great. And that's all I've played. I played a little bit of Left 4 Dead 2, a little bit of Plants vs Zombies. I haven't really played a lot. Can I can I ask you when you were when you were flying the hell was this sort of music playing in around... was that playing while you were flying? No. No. Oh okay then. It was more like like that. I feel like we're on Nevermind the Buzzcocks. Yeah. Feels like that. Yeah. Anyway. So, seeing as you've not played anything hardly at all, I guess I should talk about what I've been playing. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Here he goes. Um, I finished uh, Red Dead Undead Nightmare. Finished that. Uh, and? Uh, really liked it. Really liked it. it. Took about seven and a half hours, eight hours to finish it. Yeah. And, yeah, it was it was a bit abrupt, I have to say. Because, you know, the first one seems to drag out for quite a while, doesn't it, until you get to the final end. Uh, there was none of that with this at all, you know. It, the sort of end just happens, you know. You just get to the end, and it, it was sort of fine. I wasn't like obviously not blown away as much as I was with the original Red Dead with the ending, but it was good enough. I liked it. I liked it enough. Um, and there was some cool music, and I, and I like that about it. Uh, there's some weird stuff happened as well uh, because I've, I caught pestilence. You know the horse pestilence. Yeah, the horse, right? And it had sort of. I did that, and then. I sort of caught, uh, what was the other one? Famine. Oh, yeah, I caught Famine. Uh, he's in Mexico. Caught Famine. Loads of bits of flesh missing and stuff. Really skinny thing, but very, very fast, but really hard to control, which was interesting. It obviously sort of made the controls a lot more difficult. Uh, it was a bit more skittery. Um, but I sort of got it and then helped a town almost straight after. And when we cleared the town, when I whistled for my horse, it was pestilence came back again. So I sort of didn't have famine, so I was like, huh. And I'd only just got it, so I was a bit peed off because I thought, oh, I don't get to find out what it was like. Did you hitch it, though? No. You have to hitch the horse. I'd hitch it, or if you have it for so long, if you have it for a certain amount of time. I don't know about that. Yeah, no, if you have it for a certain amount of time. Maybe if you've either got to hitch it or save the game with it. No, when I got uh, Pestilence, it's just when you've had it, because I didn't hitch all save anywhere, but I still had it when I whistled. It, I think it just depends how long you've okay. you've got to have it for a certain amount of time before it becomes yours. No, anyway, anyway, so I was a bit peed off, so I made my way back to the next mission point. Uh, I had a look around the area where I'd found it, but there was no sign of it. But when I got back to the place where the next mission point, it was wandering around there, lo and behold, which is a bit weird. Uh, so I managed to catch it again, and I had to break it in again. 
Uh, but then I got it, so that, so that was quite cool. But yeah, I liked it. I can't recommend it enough, really, for the price. It's definitely a recommendation. Yeah. Uh, so I played all of that. Um, I've played a load more of uh, Shadow's Tale. I've played a ton of that. I've uh, been playing it probably for about five hours now. Four or five hours, I would have said. Um, it has a lot of, you know, limbo. It has some stuff in common with that. It is quite dark. You know, there's lots of saw blades and dangerous stuff that kids should never come into contact with. You know, and, and ultimately you are you mean playing... in the game or just like yeah, never no, come in, into contact with? Well, either in the game or in real life. But Kids, stay away from saw yeah. blades. You know, he is he is still a little lad, you know, a lot like the Limbo character. And it is quite sort of disconcerting to see, you know, trying to guide him over all this really dangerous stuff, you know what I mean? And, you know, but I like it. I'm I'm sort of, I wasn't that enamored last week when I spoke about it because I haven't played a ton of it. Uh, but as I've sort of got into it, I'm enjoying it more and more. And it, it does become more complex as you go through. And I just love the art style, you know, going from one level or one area to another. It changes so dramatically. I mean, like a, like a built up, it's like a, like a, a city level almost within the tower. So it's all sorts of accommodation and houses and stuff like that. And very industrial looking, uh, but the enemies have changed accordingly. So some of the enemies, weird shadowy sort of people and stuff, um, but I'm liking it. And there's little like old fashioned bicycles lent up against walls and just a perspective of it all. Cause it's sort of flat, but the shadows are sort of elevated. It's, it's weird. It's really hard to explain, but I'm I'm sort of quite liking that. Um, but the game I've been playing the most of this week, and I and I have played a hell of a lot of it to be fair, is is Deadly Premonition game. Oh God! Do you oh, know? Do you know what? Okay. I like it. Right. Let's get the bad stuff out of the way first. Right. The graphics. So we can move on after the. The graphics are horrible. <laughs> Okay. Yes. The graphics are, you know, there's no two ways about it. The animation is clunky at best, you know, and nothing really animates very well. It's got like tank controls for the characters, so it's very sort of, very clunky. The aiming and the combat are repetitive and just not very good, you know, sort of shooting doesn't work brilliantly well. The aiming systems hit and miss, you know, you sort of think like you've got a headshot and it completely misses even though you're on target. The worst thing about the controls is it does this thing where it puts you like even in an over-the-top perspective. So, you know, it's normally third person, but every now and again, say you're on a staircase, it's like a camera looking down on your character, okay? But the controls are still exactly the same as, as if you're in third person. It's got this weird, you use left and right to swivel your character like he's on a turning him round, yeah. right? And then you press forward to go in the direction that you want to go in, right? Crazy. And, it, and you end up doing, half of the time, you end up doing, like, the moonwalk, you know, <laughs> sort of weird, sort of doing a backwards walking thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, that being said, I absolutely love it. You know, that, <laughs> all that stuff is wrong with it, but it's an, it's an awesome experience for a game. Is it? it no, it really, really is. Why is it awesome? The story is just so out there. The characters are really well-rounded. I just love... How are they well-rounded? Just some of the stuff they'll come out. There's a woman, for instance, that has a talking pot that she tells you is talking to her. Game of the year. No, um, no, you can gloat. You can gloat and say. I'm not gloating. I'm asking you to justify your points. As much as I'm just confused because I thought you said everybody who reviewed this said it sucks, and one person said it's so bad that it's good. Right. What's interesting? I've been on Metacritic today. Okay. 
since it's come out in the UK, the average for UK reviews is about 8 out of 10. So y'all have really bad taste in games. The average is what for the saying. initial American reviews is probably about 5 or 6. Well, uh, no, that's because America as a whole is more refined and, you know, has better taste. No, I'm sorry. We created right. Shakespeare, right, we created okay. the Beatles, we created, you know, Monty Python and Spinal Tap and... I'm sorry, right? Unless you played it, it's hard for you to make a judgment because you're just going off what other people have said about it. I know. I don't even care. The the lead actor, he's quite a cool guy, to be honest. He's, he's sort of got a cool character. He has this... Well, you're not really sure what it is, but he's, he's some sort of imaginary friend uh, called I, Zach. I heard he was schizophrenic, yeah? Yeah. So he's had a split personality or it's some multiple personality disorder or he's got some imaginary friend that sort of comes around with him. But he's, he's talking to him all the time. You know, and, and some of the dialogue, like you're driving along in the car, okay, and he'll just start talking to him about 80s films. You know, like we're talking, like I was driving in the car from one area to another, and he was talking about Tremors, you know, and stuff like that, or Kevin Bacon's best film and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> and there's just some really cool bits of dialogue. And don't get me wrong, the voice acting isn't great, but it's, it's how it comes across. It's very Twin Pieces. It, you know, it definitely wouldn't be out of place in a David Lynch uh, film. Um, but the actual story itself, the it's very intriguing. It's compelling. You sort of want to find out what's going to happen next. Um, and yeah, it's quite... Or do you want to find out how stupid it? Gets? No, it, because it sort of isn't. The, the it, it doesn't take itself seriously, and it knows it's it's sort of yeah. being stupid. It's well aware of that. But underneath all that, the actual there's a lot of layers. Like a lot of the side missions revolve around finding out about the residents of the town, you know, and the town is massive. The area you cover is just huge. You know, like the and and like the cars they have uh you have to get petrol for them or gas as you would say in America. They run out of petrol and you end up walking. And some of the walk if you end up walking from a long way off the town, it is a massive distance from wherever you may be. The 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 map is huge. Um you have to eat you have to drink, you have to sleep. You know, all of these things you have to do because you have a gauge that runs down slowly if you don't sleep for a while. And then you have to sleep wherever you are. You have to shave. You know, this is like heavy rain should have been to some extent. God. Because it's got sort of some of the aspects from, you know, like heavy rain did, but almost done in a better way, like with some sort of relevance. Do you know what I mean? Like there's a reason for you sleeping because you've been awake for two days. Or whatever it may yeah, be. That's a good reason for sleeping. Yeah. Or, you know, you need to have a shave because you're looking a bit manking, stubbly and all that sort of stuff. Or you need to eat because obviously you need to eat or you get hungry as a person. So it's almost, yeah, it's, it's almost like The Sims uh, crossed with a psychopathic killer. <laughs> the Sims meets Heavy Rain. It Let is. Sign up it is. right now. I can't wait to get this game. But it's good. But the other thing, and, and you're going to love this, Duke. You're going to love this. Lots In of ammo. Infinite ammo. On your <gasps> yeah! Ammo. And I would play it on easy. I'm playing it on easy, and every review I've read has said, play it on easy, so it's not yeah. so frustrating. You know? And it's worth doing, but I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I like the story, I like the quirkiness. You know? And don't get me wrong, God, it, it looks like an old Xbox game. You know, it's, it's not going to win any prizes for, uh, for its graphical prowess, but <laughs> underneath all that is quite an interesting game. With, and do you know what's really interesting? I've like all the key things that have happened, I can remember now. You know exactly what and, and what part of the story that happened in. And most games I play these days, I can't. I've finished playing it. Can't really remember much about it apart from the shooting or whatever. 
you know, and I, and I think he's got to be admired for that. You know, because he, he's done something that a lot of games don't really manage, which is have a fairly solid story to tie everything together. And it doesn't seem to matter that everything else is a little bit broken. I mean, it works. There's nothing wrong with anything. Mm. You know, everything sort of works. You know, it just it just isn't polished. You know, it's, they've obviously had a very low budget to work on. You know, but they had big... The, the amount of detail that's gone into it, and obviously they put a lot of thought into everything that they've done. Um, but you've got to give it some time. You've got to give it at least the first 25 minutes till you get to the actual town. You know, because the first 20 minutes, 20 is a bit of a bow lake. But once you get into the town, it does open up. And there's lots of places to go to and visit and stuff. There's 50 side missions in it. So it's sort of a bit RPG sort of action adventure game, if you will. But you've got to yeah. you've got to look past all the stuff you've heard about it, and that's the only advice I give to anyone. No, I haven't. Look, but the things I've it. heard about it, Stu, you think I'm trying to attack you on this game? The things I've heard about this game haven't been overwhelmingly disappointed. It's 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 like it, it's what you're saying. It's oh, it's so bad, it's good. It's you you, you have to play it to experience it. For yeah. some reason, you think that we're going into this when you're talking, thinking, oh, Stu, you're so done for playing it. Duke's done for playing Call of Duty. Yeah. It's the same thing, <laughs> but. We, we, I'm not trying to attack you on it. No, I'm no, just saying, I, I don't just, get that impression. I, I understand get... that, that this game is terrible, but it's also It sort genius. of isn't, though. It's but not terrible. You, you didn't let me finish. It's also genius. It is. I can't recommend anyone to buy it because... And not because it's a it's, great game, but don't buy it. No, no, no. Let me justify what I'm saying. Not because it's a bad game, but it's not for everyone. You know what I mean? There will be people out there who will hate it as much as people who love it. You know, because it's that sort of game. You're either going to get it and sort of enjoy it, or you're going to not get it and sort of not enjoy it. Does that make sense? You know, yes, because it is a very Marmite game. Okay, Stu. Okay. Chad Warden banned. Deadly Premonition banned <laughs> for this episode. Deadly Premonition. You go over for yes, 20 minutes. Right. I do want to try it, Stu. I do want to play it. I think you'd like it because it's that B-movie type game and I'm, yeah. I'll bet it's a bit better than The Saboteur anyway. Oh, yeah, I bet it is. But I am a fan of like, underrated games. I do yeah. enjoy them. But I've heard travelling from one place to another is too long and things well, like that. Well, it is. But then it's realistic in a way. It's sort of the scope and the maps are huge. You know, it's, it's a massive map. You know, if it's two miles you have to travel, it's I two know, miles time. Realism and games... Well, it sort of is. So you you need to get. I mean, the other thing is there's no um, there's no markers on the map. So but you'll mark where you need to go, but you've got to read them. You know the why map. those markers are there in other games? Because it makes it easier. No, no, so you don't, no. You there is a, there around. is a marker, but there there is no sat nav. You know, you've got to read the map and work out where your next turn has got to be. Otherwise, you end up in a dead end. You can't just look for the map and map. But is that relevant to the forward. game? Is, is the character lost in himself? So therefore, well, he's no, lost you don't get the lost. Game? Just look at the map, don't you? Work See, out. That's not relevant, though, is it? Well, it's sort of like, you know, it's like real life. <laughs> I, guess. Uh, I guess it sort of does, really. Yeah. I mean, right. you, you know, right. I don't mind. I mean, stuff like that I've not bothered about, to be honest. You know, that you can look past all that because there's other sort of really cool moments that happen in the game that you'll never sort of experience, it's, I don't think, in any other game. It's an intriguing game. I do want to try it, but uh, I don't know. I just think... Um, that they knew they were making a bad game and they just went with it. So. I don't think it is a bad game, though. That I think they made a good game but didn't have the money to spend on it. They just didn't have the budget. You know, there was no budget there. And it's very Japanese, you know, because it is a Japanese game after all. 
But you know, I I like it. You know, I think they they were very ambitious, but just didn't have the budget to back it up. So there you go. But yeah, I definitely recommend giving it a whirl. Rent it, you know, and and see what you think. Better than Alan Wake. How can it be better than Alan Wake? You I know? don't know. You, you're talking very highly of it. I'll just I do talk highly of it. Would you um, consider this for Game of the Year? Story-wise, I think it's better than Alan Wake so far. <gasps> wow. You know, because I just wow. think it's a very That's saying something. compelling and interesting story that they've got going there. Everything else, no. <laughs> oh, well, technically, it's never going to be better than Alan Wake. No. But I'm talking about, forget about the technicalities, forget about the graphics, forget about how many, who, how many years it took to make or whatever. Are you enjoying this more than you than you enjoyed Alan Wake? I'm finding it equally as compelling. So as at the moment, it's on par. Yeah, it's equally. Oh. I, I do, you know. Even now, we'll I'm, thinking, see. I'm looking forward to playing it again. You know, and getting. And you know, the final thing on this: how many hours have you spent in this game? Uh, well, interestingly, I put it in the first night I had it, and thought I'll just give it a quick hour, and I played it for four hours straight. Ah. I was straight, and then I played it for the two last night. Right. It's about 20, 25 hours long, the game. So, to be continued, we'll ask you if you think this is on par with Alan Wake when you finish it. When I've finished it. Apparently, the ending is, is one of the best endings some people have experienced. See, what, would you, what would you expect oh. that for yourself now? Now you've got a I know. Now I'm expecting an amazing ending. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was an amazing An amazing payoff, <laughs> apparently. You should just well, not we'll sell anything. I just think, you know, looking at some of the early reviews, I think people... It didn't look past anything apart from the graphics and the, the controls, and that's all they focused on, you know, unfortunately. But that's the sort of way a lot of reviewers are, isn't it, you know, and cynical gamers. We're too okay. busy looking at aesthetics and not really... All right, Stu, Stu that's enough on Daily Primrose now. Okay. Um, it is time for a break. Uh, yeah. So we are going to have Quamrian, and then when we come back, we'll uh, say what we think about that. review. This is Michael Quigley, also known as Quanrian on Xbox Live. This week I'm going to be looking at Nuclear Wasteland. First thing you're going to notice about Nuclear Wasteland is, of course, that unlike most indie games, Nuclear Wasteland is a first-person shooter. And to be fair, there are other first-person shooters on the service, but a lot of them are really, really awful. And when I mean that, I mean like really, really awful, like worse than the original Wolfenstein. So. That said, it's nice to see something that's done in, you know, a manner of quality. This has got actual 3D graphics, and there's quite a bit that went into this engine, quite obviously. I mean, it's no Unreal Engine, but it's still quite an accomplishment to see this on the service. And I can I can tell you, honestly, from playing it for hours, that there doesn't seem to be many frame rate issues. Like, there's little skips here and there, but I was actually surprised by how many corpses could pile up. And it just kept going. So that's, that is not an easy thing to accomplish with any engine, Unreal, regardless, once you got physics going and stuff like that. So good technical feat. Gameplay, it's all right. It, it's a little bit hit and miss. I think this game's going to be a lot more preferential than anything else. If you like hard games, I don't think this is going to be for you. I, I don't think this game's very challenging. On the other hand, if you don't really like hard games, you guys like games that are a little bit challenging, this is going to be a fun game for you because... It gives you a lot of leeway to kind of strategize in different ways. You can use stairs and jump off of them when you're running away. You can kind of outwit the zombies when you unlock more weapons. You can run around and grab a different weapon when you run out of ammo instead of grabbing more ammo for that weapon. So you don't have to keep using the same weapon. 
And because of that, like I said, it will make the game a little bit easier for people who are really good at shooters. You may feel you're not getting enough of a challenge, but you know, not everybody is good at shooters. So for those people that are not good at shooters, then you'll probably will enjoy this a lot more and you won't find it very frustrating. And you could just play casually for however long. And then when you're done, you're done and it's a dollar. So, you know, if you get an hour out of it for a dollar, you're still essentially getting your money's worth because there's still a lot of good work put into that. Now that said, there is, like I said, a lot of ways to exploit this game and um, some of them are a bit goofy. There are a few glitches here and there. I actually managed to get outside of the game world and roam around on the um, on the outside of the map. And they are, I think there's maybe two types of zombies. I'm really honestly not sure because it, it just looks like different color zombies. But, you know, that said, they're not that much different. I think one of them moves a bit faster and hits a bit harder. But other than that, you're basically dealing with standard zombie mutant things and you shoot them in the head once with anything. It doesn't matter what you shoot them in the head with, they're going to die. So that said, the more ammunition you get with a better gun, the more zombies you can kill, obviously. But the downside being you're going to burn through clips really fast which makes the shotgun the best weapon because it's what we're shooting and you're automatically going to get a kill every time you hit a zombie, no matter where you hit them. So you don't have to shoot them in the head. The weapons are all right. Normally in games, when you fire down the iron sights or through a scope, it steadies your gun or it makes your firing better, more accurate. Absolutely no difference. I can tell you from, like I said, playing for hours, don't bother with the dead sights. Uh, make it just as easily remove that feature and it would work better and just stick something else on that button. It doesn't really seem to do anything worthwhile. I actually got the last gun that has a scope on it and the gun still jumps too much for the scope to be any use. I couldn't get any headshots, so I went back to using the crosshair because it was just easier. So that's kind of, I think they kind of just did that because they thought first person shooter fans would want it. So like, well, let's do this, but they didn't really know how to do it well. So it doesn't really work. And the accuracy is a little bit hit and miss. Sometimes you'll shoot straight at a zombie and you'll you'll miss them. And then other times you can snipe them like half a mile away. You are going to waste bullets no matter how good of a shot you are, unless they're using the shotgun, because then it's very, very hard to miss. But even that kind of nerfs if you don't hit them quite right. Um, and it is, it's, it's got its bit, it's a fun, um, because you know as you get the better weapons and as the swarms increase you do kind of get that tension of like whereas before you were just getting this one lump coming after you you get in situations where the zombies are literally surrounding you and the the way that your ammo runs out actually forces you out of these little nooks that may be safer like upstairs and around a corner you're a lot safer than you are on the ground level obviously but once your ammo runs out you've got no choice you've got to go down there grab more ammo or grab more health and grabbing health is a nightmare because you've actually got to sit there and hold down a button so it's really ill-advised to do that during the combat check it out if you like shooting zombies if you like first person shooters but you're burnt out on like full campaigns and stuff and you just want something real quick to do we do a lot worse than this Okay, who wants to start us off? Um, I'll start off. Um, I love Quan Ran. I think he's great. Uh, <laughs> I think that this is a good idea for a game, and it does look decent, but I had a lot of frustration with it because 
there's this little room. Okay, you're in this map or whatever it is, and it's this nuclear wasteland town. And there are these little rampways leading up to rooms. And only one of the doors opens. There's like six of them on the map. And only one of them opens at a time, apparently. Yeah, well, that's between waves, isn't it? As the diff- every time you finish a wave, you get okay. access so to I- another area. Okay. Well, they need to explain that, first of all. Second of all, I went in, and I couldn't do anything. Maybe it was because it was during a wave. But th- th- there's little health packs on the thing, and it did nothing. And I guess, again, maybe that's because it was during a wave. But it just felt so weird to have this room with this – clearly there's stuff in it. And you can't. And you have anything. to press and hold the button to pick them up. Well, maybe I just didn't do that. I don't know. It just felt like, oh man, know. the controls were blah, and the graphics were good, and the idea was good. I just, I felt like that part of it was so essential to the game, and it was so unclear. You know, I mean, okay, maybe I'm spoiled. You, I'm used to going into a room, and there's something to pick up, and the little button comes up. Okay, here's what you do, right? So maybe I'm just too coddled by most games, but this felt really clunky and the controls were confusing and I just got frustrated and I said, the heck with it. I mean, I mean, we do make, need to make it clear. It is, it is 80 points. It's a dollar. Just, yeah. just to clarify how much it costs because I don't know what you're expecting for a dollar, but it ain't... I'm expecting a game where the, the controls make sense. I don't <laughs> think that's too much to ask for 80 points. It's not going to be Call of Duty, is it? Um, well, I mean, to be fair to Quamrian, he... I don't think... I think he had some issues with it as well, you know, from listening. Yeah, he did, and I, and I respect that. You know, like you know, I said, like, I, I like yeah. the fact that he throws them out, and, you know, it's it's a yeah. good game in many respects. It's something different. It's something different, it is something isn't it? Different. To what we usually get. Uh, Ginny, what did you think? Yo, I was pretty impressed with what it was doing. Um... It was a first-person shooter. It controlled okay-ish. Um, uh, you know that it was. You know the shooting worked fine. It was accurate enough, and it looks okay. A lot of popping, but you know, and that's why I was so shocked that it was just uh, 80 Microsoft points because you know we know that if uh, a game's a certain size, then it has to be a certain price. Um, so I thought, oh, this must be a little bit more expensive. This game, but no, it was 80 Microsoft points. Um, I, I thought it okay. I thought it was okay. Uh, I, I didn't think that picking up the health and picking up the weapons worked very well. I do because I, I didn't have problems with it. But when you've got lots of zombies behind you, they should make that a little bit easier. I think um, you know, getting your health and yeah. I mean, I did wonder whether he felt that was a way of making it a bit more difficult for I you. Don't know. Yeah, tension. I mean, maybe that's possibly. like something he'll say when when something comes when he needs an excuse to justify that. But I, I. I I, I just didn't think... You could do it a better way, and the health bar isn't clear. Like It should be defined. It should be. It's like a gradient color. It's like gradual green. It should be like a line where this is how much you, health you've got, and you're not really sure how much health you've got. Um, yeah, it's, it's a good job you put like little dots on where the zombies are on the radar. That helps, so I appreciate that. But I, I, I just picking stuff up and the health bar, you need to worry... I think he needs to improve. Or she needs to improve. Yeah, whoever developed the developer um, of it. Yeah, and just little things like that. I think it's a good effort, though. I don't think it's terrible. Um, I had fun, but I, I, another problem I had was like, why, why would I buy this? And the only reason I would buy this is because it's like 80 Microsoft points. Because if I want a better experience, I can play Call of Duty Blobs Zombies, yeah. and that has a whole game on it. And I know we shouldn't really compare this to a the, the, one of the biggest games ever made yeah. at the moment, right? But what what are you going to play? I sort of agree. I mean, 
my biggest thing is, you know, because we do know multiplayer can be done on on the indie games, and I, I, you know, I think there was a bit of a missed opportunity with that. You know, I think he should have at least, even if it was only four person co op or two, even two, you know, even two people co op, he would have probably sold more copies of it because you know, two people might pick it up for eighty points and play for a bit together. I I did wonder, uh, you know, playing it whether it is sort of more of a tech demo. You know, whether he wanted to test out an engine he'd obviously put together to work with the X&A studios for a first-person game. And then, obviously, the money he makes from this, he may go on to make something else. And that, I that's certainly would, I would look into other stuff that this person makes. Because, I mean, yeah. you know, they clearly know what they're doing in many respects. It just feels like that part of making it comprehensible to the player missed a couple of steps, I think. It just makes me wonder, you know, whether this was just a tester, you know, just to test out his engine. Yeah, you know, and make sure it worked, and then he's going to obviously go on and, and obviously, you know, because I don't know whether it's a proprietary engine that he's made or whether it's something he's, he's sort of licensed off somebody else. Uh, but it's the first time I've seen a first-person shooter in the X&A studios or, or on the indie games that actually works okay. You know, the shooting's fine. The graphically, I mean, it's only 49 megs. So it's it's hardly any size at all. So it does make you wonder how he's got all those. You know, and there is popping, but I guess that's just because of the pure size of it. But even well, to optimize it that small and and look yeah. sort of fairly I mean, you, decent, you can tell when 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 you're when you're not looking at stuff, it must go away because yeah, when you look back, it loads again. You know what I mean? So when you're not looking at things, they're not the, their textures have gone, but the object is still there. And then you turn around, and you can quickly catch that or the textures load back in again because you're looking at it. So he does. He has worked hard, I think, to get it to an optimized game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's what I, I just wonder. You know, like I say, whether it's whether it is more of a tech demo for him to make he a could, bit of money to go on to make something else. You he know, he could come out with a sequel in a different location and like just have a full play cop. You know? Yeah, yeah, or even make like a proper game. Who knows what he's what he's got coming next? But I think it, it's nice to see somebody actually getting a first person shooter to actually work okay. Because there's been a, like Warren said at the beginning of his bit, there's a, been quite a few of them on the indie games, but more often than not, they're a pretty crap to be honest with you. You know, I, that's the first one I've come across that sort of. Yeah, it uh, certainly is better than any of the other one I've played on there. Yeah, it definitely. But it's not as good as Killer's Dream. <laughs> no, who? What could beat that game? What could beat that game? <laughs> Nothing. What could beat that game? Um, okay, moving on. As we're talking of indie games, indie games, I thought we'd move on to a little story that actually I think it only came out today. I think it was either today or yesterday. Um, but basically, the the sort of, and I'm sure it's more of a marketing uh, ploy than anything else. And I think the indie developers have suddenly realised if they're going to get any marketing, they've got to sort it out themselves because they're not going to get it off Microsoft. So it's almost like they've decided to come up with this idea themselves. And basically, it's the Indie Games Winter Uprising is what it's being dubbed. Take that, uh, Summer of Games. Yeah, Indie Games Winter Uprising. And do you, do you know what it is? Do you know how this works, how it came about? They co- they rise up and take over the Xbox dashboard? Well, I'm thinking, oh, talking of that, actually, just just out of interest... Uh, the indie games is is back on the in the game section. It, yeah, it is. And I was confused because yeah, it was in specialty shops. I go to specialty shops, and it's gone. I'm like, where is it now? Come on. Yes, apparently enough people must have complained. Uh, and Microsoft did make a statement saying that they felt it was, you know, they'd done a good thing putting it in the specialty shops, but they have listened to the developers and put it back where the developers wanted it. So there you go. They did bow down to pressure. Yay, bowing down to pressure. Whoops, wrong button. Yep, yep. So it's nice to see that they actually did that, you know, and sort of, you know, at least sort of listened. They did one thing to help indie games. 
I know, yeah, yeah. But they obviously must have listened. But anyway, basically, this uprising, okay. Basically, it's it's what are considered, you know, potentially what are considered to be the best developers on the indie game service, okay. And the, and the declaring an insurrection against massage apps, clones, and garbage, basically. So what they're saying is all the crap games that we get on there, they're going to blanket release for a for the first week of December and remove every other game from the new Are any of um, our friends on this list? Uh, no, they're not actually. <laughs> they're not oh. actually, but uh, Radiant Games. <laughs> Radiant oh, Radiant Games, games are cool. And the, uh, you know, the guys who did Death of Breath 7, uh, they're, they're bringing out a game as well, so they've got one. And we've also got uh, Scar Studios, who, we, who, who made, obviously, I made a game with zombies in it. And oh, Obviously, yeah, the dishwasher. Nice. And they're bringing back, you know, uh, ZP2K9. Yeah, well, he's bringing a new one called ZP2KX, called Zombies and Pterodactyls. So there you go. So they're returning with that. So the, there's a full list. There's going to be uh, 14 altogether, 14 games. Uh, and there's some that are looking pretty good, I have to say. Because, uh, you know, Decimation X, the uh, the actual Space Invader clone, Decimation X, that we played. Yep, yep, yep. Remember that? Well, they're, they're coming back. We've Decimation X3, so there's a, a new one of those. Uh, there's Soulcaster 2, which we quite like. We quite like Soulcaster. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, so there's quite a few of the, you know, the bigger, or the, the game, you know, I've noticed quite a few of the games we like that are on here, so that's... Uh, that's looking pretty good. So there is one that that I like the look of, just because it's a funny name. Asteroids do concern me. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> no name. idea what that is. I like the name. I like the name. But I think for me, I think this is a really brilliant way of advertising the service and getting it out there a bit more, isn't it? And it's a way of saying if you go there in the first week of, you know. Um, December, you're going to hopefully get some good games. You know, you're going to pick something up that isn't that terrible. You know, yeah, that's smart. That's a good idea. You know, so I think it is a good move. I'm not sure how all the other developers feel about this, but you know, I well, can't. Well, they can uh... come up with a tier two system where they do their own. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's what they're going to have to do. Okay, uh, moving on. Moving on. Uh, you know, we normally have Chini do the lists, don't we? Chini normally does oh, all yeah. the lists. Oh yeah. Well, this week, uh, Duke has found the list, so I think it's only fair that you actually read it. How about that? <gasps> Oh, oh yeah! How about that? So go, 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 go for it. Go ahead. Okay. Well, this is from Bro Bible, which I, I don't understand. Yeah, why it definitely I, sounds like a, a very well-known website, but we'll. See oh yeah, very up. reliable. Anyway, uh, I found it on the High Definite, which is a great blog. If people haven't been to the High Definite, they should definitely check it out. They got a lot of interesting stuff there, and uh, twice a day they have one thing called Coffee Break and one called Lunch Break, where they have a bunch of interesting links. And this was one of them, and it's called the Twelve. The top 12 first-person shooters that changed the game. And we know about most of these, so it's just sort of an interesting list. And, yeah, let's see what we think. At number 12, Half-Life 2, 2004. At its release, it was hailed as the best single-player first-person shooter ever. It didn't change the game, but it perfected all the lessons learned earlier and capitalized on them. The heads-up display at the bottom of the screen displaying energy, health, and weapons helped monitoring a player's status a lot easier. Was that not standard before Half-Life 2? I thought that was in Half-Life as well, to be honest. Yeah, I thought so too. I don't know. The game was originally packaged with Counter-Strike Source as its multiplayer component, but then the creators followed up with their own proprietary multiplayer. Number 11, Quake 2. I assume y'all are going to jump in when you have stuff to say. No, no well, yeah. I was actually... I was too, yeah, it's really good. 
Yeah, no, I actually though, but Chini would disagree because he says it's not a first-person shooter. Yeah, I did. I was also gonna say that, but yeah. then I just thought yeah. oh, well, it's only know. like an eighth of the game where you're actually <laughs> shooting things. I was gonna say um, it's a shame it's not a first-person shooter. I'm trying <laughs> yeah, to think what Valve followed up as a proprietary multiplayer because Counter Strike Source was the big multiplayer game that came with it. The only thing I, there was Half-Life Two Deathmatch, but well, maybe they're talking about they just broke that off into its own multiplayer game. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't, re- I don't remember anything, not from right. Valve anyway. I don't remember anything either from anything uh, ever. Hmm. Uh, Quake Two, December ninth, nineteen ninety seven. The original yeah. Quake built most of its reputation on the multiplayer platform. People all over the world jumped, joined the matches, but Quake Two heightened that through a new engine that brought up the graphics and the gameplay. Deathmatch was how the game really crafted its legacy with sixteen players just going at it, dudes just running rampant in a virtual space with high powered machinery. Um, yeah, I don't think I ever played it. Yeah, no, I played Quake and Quake 2. Um, but I don't ever remember playing the original Quake as a multiplayer game. Well, I mean, this is the time when multiplayer was really just becoming something that people were, you know, Unreal was coming around then, and it was really coming into its own. Yeah, I mean, the original Quake came, obviously, after Wolfenstein and stuff like that, didn't it? But, I don't really, I mean, I don't really remember Quake really being a big multiplayer until we got Quake 3 Arena. And that's when, for me, it became, you know, it moved from being just a bit of a, having a laugh with your mates to something a bit more serious than that. Yeah. Mm. Nah. I would agree. Speaking of which, number 10, Wolfenstein 3D, 1993. Imagine this. You're sitting in front of a giant box known as a PC in 1993, and you have no freaking idea what it does. You have to type in commands to do simple things, and people keep telling you this is the future. All of a sudden, along comes a game on this box where you are playing a guy who must escape a castle and overthrow a Nazi regime. Boom! If this box is a Nazi killing machine, you're in. Uh, Wolfenstein 3D is credited with basically popularizing the first-person shoot genre. Plus, look at that cover. It's like a romance novel with Nazis and huge guns. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this was the classic one. This was, yeah. I mean, you know, this was the first first-person walking-around shooter, wasn't it? Yeah, I've never heard of it. Well, yeah, it's pretty obscure. Yeah. Ooh, Not yeah. Well known. Never, never heard of that game. Yeah. Hitler's the bad guy, though. Yeah, yeah. Apparently. Who's Hitler? Uh, some guy. <laughs> Number nine, Unreal Tournament, 1999. Again, Ooh. yes, game changer. This game was credited with multiplayer as the main content feature. The creators realized that first-person shooters were limited. Kids finished l- fast. I mean, who doesn't at 16? <laughs> and the only way to keep buzz for six-plus months was to encourage massive bloodshed in online tournaments. Unreal Tournament also kept up with its fan base through frequent updates. Gamers noted that the Unreal Engine, which powered the game, still influences games today in areas like the way blood is released upon shot. Uh, I never played this, but as we all know, the Unreal Engine is just par for the course now. There you go. Yeah. I, 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 played, a, I, I played a couple of the, the later ones. I didn't play the first one. I played like 2004 and stuff like that, but no. I played Not 3, first. the one that came out, yeah. Few years ago, and it was so hectic and frenetic, and I was just like, I don't understand what's going on. And somebody who was doing very well was like, "You'll get it. You just have to learn how to go with the flow of the chaos." And I was like, I don't think that sounds like fun. So I don't know, whatever. Counter Strike 2000. Counter Strike is a very interesting game. I had one buddy in high school who easily lost half his GPA points to the hours he pumped into this game. This game changed things with its multiplayer online format. The graphics were pretty decent for back in 2000 when I used to store porn pictures on floppy disks. NetZero, the free internet service, still had users, and Playboy.com was a favorite pastime. Man, these people are fixated. Good grief. 
Porn this, porn that. As for the game, it actually resulted in the creation of professional gaming teams, which I think is a bad thing, but I don't know, that's just me. Yeah. yeah. It's still, it's still, um, massive. still play this. So. Sure. Bless yeah. them. It's still a popular yeah. game. God bless them. I think that's where I've been confused, right? Because, yeah, Counter-Strike came out in 2000. You know when he was talking about Counter-Strike? And then Counter-Strike Source came afterwards. But that, as far as I remember, was never a part of the package with uh, Half-Life 2. I don't ever remember that. Mm-hmm. So I think he's a bit wrong with that. We haven't got the answers. We don't know. Them. Yeah. Well, this website appears to be completely professional, so I can't imagine how they'd be wrong with anything. Yeah, I, I don't... <laughs> re- I, I'm almost sure Counter-Strike Source was just a separate game you downloaded through Steam. It may, they may have sold it as a package on Steam. I'm not sure. I can't sort of say that. But it was a separate thing as far as I'm aware. Who knows? Number seven, Halo Combat Evolved 2001. Most Halo. games up until Halo let you carry as many... Wi- <laughs> you can rename that stuff. Halo. It slipped out. I know. Most games up until Halo let you carry as many weapons as you wanted, like Rocky on even more steroids. Halo decided to let you only choose one, which was originally annoying, but made the game a lot more strategic. The Halo series has shattered records for video games and definitely led to video gamer breakups. Halo is also notable for its plot line, which revolves around the United Nations Space Command and its elite soldiers, the Spartans. Its storyline has led to comics, books, and movies. Blip. Yep. So yes. would you agree, number seven? Well, yeah. yeah. I'd probably put it higher up on the list. I mean, Yeah, I was thinking that. Was I was thinking that. Maybe. Maybe. Let's yeah, see what else is it's, it's that, that The thing that you take for granted there, the whole, like, you only have two weapons, is... Uh, yeah. That was, was funny... Halo was the first time to do it, huh? Yeah, well, it was, it was one of the first, yeah. Like, yeah. It wasn't, I don't think yeah. it was the... Un- unlike Quake or, you know, all those where you could carry about seven or eight different ones and just swap Switch between them. them. Yeah. Number six, Bioshock 2007. What a creepy game. The trailers alone were enough to make someone feel loony. The storyline was supposed to surround the player, and most of the art slash visuals in the game were developed by modern artists. I can tell that this person didn't play this game. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound, because exactly. I tell you what, I have a lot more. He says the storyline was supposed to surround the player. <laughs> yes, it did. The trailers, he's, he's yeah, seen the trailers. Really. Uh, he see, did his research. He obviously watched the trailers. Hey, Bob, you got that thing done about the shooters? I only got four. Damn it, I sent you all those trailers. Oh, watch But you know what? It's a great game. It I love it. Yeah. yeah. It was Number definitely five. a oh. yeah. oh, oh, oh. Number five, go. Number five, Medal of Honor, Allied Assault. That was more influential than Bioshock? Really? Mm. You really think so? Hello, wow. Greg. <laughs> Someone told you that? And you fell for that? Really? Really? <laughs> uh, 1999. This game's story was directed and produced by Steven Spielberg. That might be enough said right there. No. As a first... <laughs> so he says, right, let's get this right. Okay. Two lines on Bioshock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, don't, don't talk this, this guy. This guy I've never was... played this game. I don't oh, know. This guy was... When this guy came out, everyone blew, it blew everyone's cocks off. Uh, unless you didn't have a cock, and then he believed yeah, it. Yeah, to be fair, it was very cinematic, wasn't it? And, it was amazing. Uh, when yeah, it was. It was. It is true. Have you played it, Duke? No. Well, you can say as much about this as he said about Bioshock, then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, as a first-person World War II shooter, the game worked around fi- finding enemy positions and killing German soldiers. Imagine that. The game really set up the future for the whole series, which would result in a ton of games, including one released recently by Electronic what, Arts. What game was that, man? Did you not know the title of that? <laughs> I don't know. Something about... <laughs> 
Medal of Honor? Oh, my God. I'm sure it'd be really good because it was made by these guys. It has been re- written recently, this as well, hasn't it? Which is interesting. Oh. Yeah. Number four. I didn't even, know, Duke, didn't even know that the people who made that are now making Call of Duty. So, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Duke Nukem 3D. Okay. Yes. Uh, 1996. What's mind-blowing about Duke Nukem is how it dominated the PC. Sure, kids still play computer games, but they live in secluded darkness in caves assembled in their mother's oh, basement. Yeah. And oh, yeah. what packet! Back when Duke Nukem came out, <laughs> kids were pounding keyboards, learning new curse words along the way. In the game, you would also walk through levels where there were porno shops. Oh, dear. That made it a game-changing... What are you talking about? Duke would toss cash at a hooker and tell the spread-legged wag- wagon to shake it, baby. It pushed the limits of games. It was rated M long before Grand Theft Auto. Definitely the best weapon in the game was the Devastator, which dealt 50 damage and rocketed two at a time. That's a good thing he told us that it dealt 50 damage because that means a lot to you know a random person reading this. This is. This is I, I'm, I'm sorry, but right, Duke Nukem for me, it was just all controversy over substance. Quite honestly, oh, yeah. it was just meaningless, dumb. Fun. Yeah, I, I it was over the top. For over the top. Totally respected, but I think it's overrated. I yeah, I do. Personally. All right, three more. Call of Duty Four: Modern Warfare. Duh. Bang. Yes, 2007. Call of Duty 4 officially, officially marked the series' change to present-day combat. I wonder if that's why they called it Modern Warfare. <laughs> you can't beat that. Now everyone can place themselves on the modern battlefield. It took yeah, two right. years to develop by a team of more than 100 people. Features like your player's reaction after a grenade went off were amazing. The soldier would seem out of it. Also, oh, oh. I mean, I'm <laughs> guessing never means, happened on a game before. I'm guessing he means when the screen goes all wobbly and you, you go right. dizzy. So. <laughs> also, unlike, this is really poorly written. Also, unlike old games where you could chill behind any object while people chill. Oh my God, there's a war going on. Chilling. John, what are you doing? <laughs> chilling. I'm just chilling. having a margarita. <laughs> Relaxing. Don't worry about Thinner it. Thinner objects like wooden fences oh weren't God. destructible. Weren't indestructible. Sorry. I'm smoking yes. a cigar. Boom. Who shot my cigar out of my mouth, you yeah, bastards? Right. I was chilling there for a second. Let's just get actually, done with it, shall we? Number two, Doom 1993. Chainsaw, chain gun, rocket launcher, plasma rifle. Are you excited yet? Oh. Doom pushed the limit on the amount of blood in the game. It was like an ER in Newark. What is also noteworthy for Doom is how it brought video games even more to the forefront. The balls-to-the-wall violence got PTA moms mad, but also brought an extreme amount of press. Since the game operated off of WAD files, people could design their own levels. Yeah, no, people you've got to beat what he put up. No, I'm sorry. No, no, no. No, you I'm not tra- talking you about jizz You've got to beat what he put in brackets there. Come on, what did he say? the game operated off WAD files, brackets, no, not jizz rags, and brackets, <laughs> people could design their own levels. People posted their levels on forums or illegal CDs. For example, there was a Ghostbuster level, Crush the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Oh my god. This guy's an idiot. <laughs> Look, number you, one. Why did I send this list to you? I have no idea. Moron. <laughs> number one, GoldenEye 007. Duh. Yay. 1997. Yes. Yay. <laughs> Never played it. How can you forget uh, the level on the ship where you have to put the tracker in place on the helicopter before Janice's crime gangs? Sure, no, that's, the, that's not the most memorable level, you idiot. <laughs> Odd job was the best character to pick in multiplayer because the little fucker was impossible to shoot. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Whoever picked Odd job in the multiplayer was a cock. <laughs> Plus, he had that cock. dumb suit which definitely uh, built anger. You the multiplayer really was the game changer. Sorry, sorry dude. You always started the multiplayer games. You always said, no Odd job. 
No, our job. Always. <laughs> no, if you if you picked him, you you wouldn't. It was stupid. Uh, it was stupid. Uh, I guess that player I, really I, was the game changer for GoldenEye, and in fact was added toward the end of game development. Levels like the library, stack, and complex are still remembered by all. No, I don't remember them, so clearly that's not true. Hey, mother, you could choose you remember the, the library level? <laughs> Sorry. Gary, I'm, I'm not stuff. reading the rest of this. No, this dude, list no, is I'm over. No, finish it. Finish it. You could choose the weapon types that could be used like... Shut up, let me finish this. <laughs> you could choose the weapon type that could be used like throwing knives or golden gun, which was basically like real life because one shot mm-hmm. kills, mm-hmm. not for 50 cent though. Real games gets <laughs> 50 cents. Ballin'. The split screen multiplayer was huge and game changing, resulting in kids all over the country being accused of screen watching. Video games have never been the same. End of line. I think he uh, he makes up for the whole yeah. article when he said not for Fiddy Cellular. <laughs> yeah, he does. Oh, my God. Uh, do you know what, though? Well. Do you know what's amazing, though? He He's written this guy, this article, right? And it's had 76 comments. Of course it has. You know, 76 people. Pro Bible is a hot site. 125,000 reads. Yes. Well, that's probably because the, the 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 high definite high definite posts anything and people just go crazy with it. God Almighty! You know what I mean? Like the original Half Life for me was more of a game changer than Half Life Two because you know it was just the first time you had a full narrative in a first person game that actually was more than just shooting stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. I mean I'm not disagreeing with some of his choices on here, but. I don't know. I, Duke Nukem 3D? I don't think so, really. I, I just think number four it, for that. In some ways, it not. did change the game. I mean, if he's going to you know, use yeah, that as the criteria, in, in a way, four, it changed four. some things. I don't know. I mean, is there any on the, that you think should have been on here that aren't, for instance? Mm, good question. Good you know question. what I mean? Quantum of Solace? Oh, <laughs> yeah. We were talking about good, good first-person shooters. Oh. No, it doesn't say good first person. It says well, first person shooters that might have changed. <laughs> what yeah, about change? People love first person shooters, and then that came out, and then they didn't. I mean, I mean, to be fair, I think he has got most of them on there, hasn't he? Really, you know, there's, I don't yes, think there's anything. Yeah, there. just maybe the order. Well, well, it's yeah, it's it's opinion, so we can't say like, oh, we can swap the order. In. That's well, his opinion. Wrong. That's, That's his fine, opinion, but like, he needs to write better. Yeah, so calm. Some of the comments said so calm. That's true. That he can't say, oh, Bioshock's good because it's supposed to sur- surround you <laughs> no. in the story. No, you say that Rapture is part of the character. It's what drives you through the narrative. Play yeah. the game. Play the game before you, you're going to say anything about it. Yeah. He obviously didn't play Bioshock. No. So that's true. He shouldn't put it in the list if he didn't play it. If it's his list, don't yep. put it in and his list. opinion. Right. Don't put it in. If someone says, "Oh my god, you didn't put Bioshock," don't put it in because and just say I didn't play it, so I can't put it in. How can I justify that? Uh, I so love this five, thing. It says, "This comment says, why the fuck is this shit on Bro Bible? This has got to be the nerdiest shit ever." So what's normally on Bro Bible then? So I don't know, and I'm done talking about it. I mean, there's at the top of here, just just out of interest, is one. Oh boy, it's full highlights. Our 25 favorite photos from 2010 Victoria's Secrets. Yes. There you go. <laughs> right. Moving on. Uh, anyway. 
Anyway, okay. Yeah, moving on. After that, I have no idea where we're going now, to be honest. Um, I did want to talk a little bit about the Windows Phone 7, uh, which has obviously come out now, and is supposedly going to be a bit of a challenge to the iPhone domination. <laughs> nope. Nope, I don't think it is. Um, are you interested? I mean, this is out now in America, and they've done quite a bit of advertising in the UK. Yeah, apparently they've spent about $100 million plus on advertising. Oh, I thought they spent a million. <laughs> yeah, $100 million, apparently. Um, and sold 40000 in the US on its launch day, which... Oh, 40000 That's a lot. What about Major Nelson had a little thing where he was holding it up? Well, he may have held it I up. I even watched that. Yeah. yeah, he held it up. He's like, you, can, you got achievements on your games on the phone. But that's not, it doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there, right? They reckon, okay, <laughs> Should stop there. They reckon that it costs, spent over apparently $2,500 on development costs per phone. Ugh. Whatever that means. But that sounds like a lot of money to me if you times it by presumably the amount of phones they've made. Like, yes. Mobile phones have a long tail, though. Maybe they'll still have a... Because the, the iPhone probably didn't sell very well when it was the first released. And and then I think they caught on and there when they released one, they, they sell instantly. So... But hmm. what's, what's its unique selling point, though? What is unique about this? Yeah, it's why, trying why do we to want be the iPhone. Achievements! Yeah, but why do we want one rather than an iPhone? What's it got that the iPhone hasn't? Or what's it got? I think the only thing that they, they could possibly do with it is to convince the business community that it's for some reason better to have a phone made by the same people who make your computers and your operating system. If yeah. they could do that, then yes, they will get a massive following because the, then all, the business people like Lemmings will just go along with the slaughter. All the progress that you use on your PC can just be easier yeah, to use right. on your But they're saying, I mean, they're, they're actually advertising it as a, a major games platform. That's what they're advertising. <laughs> of course they Whatever. are. Because, like, that's what the iPhone is. Yeah, is but good. are they targeting the right audience with it, then, in that mm-hmm. case? I don't, I don't get it. I mean, I've certainly no interest in buying one. I've, I've sort of looked it in, and I'm like, I don't know. Why would I want that? I'm not entirely sure. You know, if you want a business phone, you get a BlackBerry, don't you? If you want something else, you get an iPhone. If you want a social phone, you get an iPhone. If you want a business phone, you get a BlackBerry. I don't know where it sits. You know, if you want a stupid phone, you get a BlackBerry. Uh... You know what games can it play? I mean, we've not seen. I've certainly not seen anything on it. You know what? What it's it done. says right here. They're coming out with Need for Speed Undercover, The Sims mm-hmm. Three, and Tetris. Oh, Tetris. And it's very hard to find Tetris. And Monopoly. So, yeah. Don't get Monopoly. Don't well, get oh yeah, the... nice. With a launch window like that, how could you not buy one, Stu? Yeah, but all that stuff's already on the iPhone. Why would I want this? How could you not buy it with Tetris on it? I don't know. I mean, Tetris is on probably more platforms than any other game in the world, I would imagine. <laughs> You're not getting the joke. I, I, I agree, Stu. It's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, no, no, I, I get it. I get it. But I, that's get, it. I stupid, get it. I do get it. I get what yeah. you're saying. It's stupid. But I don't get it, if you know what I mean. I, I get it, bro. I don't get it. It's yeah, stupid. I get it, but I don't get what the rain. Who the rain? I don't know. I, don't know. I get it. Who are no, the I, really? You know, if, they, if, they're, if they're selling it as an Xbox phone, which oh, is, I get it. Which is <laughs> which is what a lot of the adverts are showing us. You know, you can have your avatar and trophies and gamer score and all that malarkey on there, but you need sort of Xbox type games to go with it. <laughs> if yeah. you know what I mean. You know, well, The Sims 3 is now an Xbox-type game, so there you go. Sort of. 
If it's anything like the iPhone one, which I have played, incidentally, I'm not that impressed with that one. But, you know, maybe I just don't get The Sims. You don't get it? No, I don't get uh, it. Yeah, well, I'm def- not going to get this phone, but I do get it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I've seen some of the stuff that's potentially coming to the iPhone, you know, especially this Infinity Blade, which just looks amazing. Infinity Blade? Infinity Blade. Um, I'm not sure anything that's going to be on there will sort of look anything like that or it'll be anywhere near as sort of good looking. I don't know. I don't know about I don't... that. I think games will probably look all right on it. It's just, yeah, I mean, like, you know, the iPhone has, has established it's itself. It's not going to have nearly the same variety or, you know, developer base. Not for yeah. at least two years, so why would people bother? Uh, anyway, moving on. Yeah, anyway. anyway, moving on. Um, I did want to touch a little bit, a little bit, on Killzone 3. A little bit. Killzone 3, because um, one of the listeners very kindly uh, sent a, a sort of a beta code. A beta code. Beta to code, beta code. Well, <laughs> it was it was to the podcast. Uh, yeah. uh, oh, that's why I didn't see it, because I'm not yeah. on that podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Genie, sorry, but hasn't got an American account, have you? So. Oh, yeah, that's why I didn't want it. Yeah, so you did it, Lonnie, because you've no American uh, account. I didn't so want it. You wouldn't have been able to play it. Um, so well, you snatched it up, didn't you? You took did, care of it, Paul. I, I snaffled it up. Well, Chini doesn't have an American account because he doesn't have a reason to. Well, yeah, he no. doesn't have an American account. So he couldn't have played it anyway. I mean, like, um, you, you understood that I, I have very little time on my hands at the moment. And you have hardly any very time. busy. I haven't played many games. And you exactly. went, you know what? I'm going to do Chini a favor here. <laughs> I'm going to take this one. All right? I'll take this one for I the did. team. I took one for the team. I did. Yes, mate. Uh, so I, I, I did look of... at it and go, oh, bloody hell, another game to play. Yeah. I, hope <laughs> I took one for the team, uh, downloaded it, and sort of played it. <laughs> so... Free D? No, thankfully, God, no. Oh, thankfully, no 3D. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it does look good. It does look good. But I don't know whether it's a massive leap from Killzone 2, because that looked pretty good anyway. So I guess it's tough to really make a massive difference but i'm sure there's more particles on the screen but you just can't tell you know more particle effects um but yeah the the map the maps that are available there's one called uh the dam which is sort of a frozen map and it's a great big dam and there's lots of sort of high and low bits to it so uh that was pretty cool and i was playing a mode called the mode it was in the original Killzone 2 called warzone you remember playing that warzone <laughs> Did you ever play in a multiplayer rider? I did with Duke yeah, once. I played it. So did you play Warzone? I don't remember any of the names of the maps. I don't even know the names of the maps. No, no, it's not a map. It's a, it's a game type, right? Okay, Warzone. Basically, what it is, it's um, like one big multiplayer game, but it's sort of all the different modes mashed together. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's how they introduced you to them because they did like. First this and then that. Yeah. And then the so you play one bit and then you're given a new objective. Yeah. yeah. So there's like search and destroy, which is the usual. Go and plant uh, two bombs and then. No, other games like that. Section eight. Yeah. Yeah. Search and destroy. Uh, search and retrieve. Search and retrieve, which in in this case is instead uh, of destroying it, you retrieve it. No, you collect what are like propaganda radios. And then you have to deposit them, so they're sort of spouting off propaganda, and you have to go and collect them and take them back to your base. Uh, then there's assassination, where obviously a member of the opposite team is targeted, and you have to take them out. Uh, then there's free-for-all, like team deathmatch sort of thing, so that'll be chucked into the fray. And I think that's it. And then, oh no, there was one where you had to capture points as well, where there's sort of points that you have to capture to control all the territories at the same time. So there's about five different modes and they rotate them around and it's pretty good, I have to say. But the one thing 
that's definitely better about this than the original one is the controls. Um, you know the waiting thing that was in the original Kill Zone Two. Yeah, you know, but there's yeah, there's sort of like, like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, like right. sort of sort of accelerated from standing still. That sort of gone. Good. That is gone now. There is a little Good. bit of that still, a tiny bit. Yep. Um but it's it's more or less gone. So the sort of aiming and the moving and all that stuff is is definitely better. You can also configure the controls so they're exactly the same as Call of Duty if you want. Good. With no issues Good. at all. So you can swap the buttons around, you can swap the sticks, and then there's like a standard and a sort of a second setup. And the second setup, in, if you swap the triggers, is identical to, to Call of Duty. Good. Um, so no one will have any issues with that. Nope. Um, there's still no cover system in the multiplayer. It's still just ducking, you know, because I've seen the single player, you could have a cover system in the multiplayer that's gone. So that still is the same. Um, but it was good. You know, but it was it was more kill zone, so it, it's not sort of doing anything amazingly different. It's not uh, going to wind up on Bro Bible's next list of games, the first person shooters that change the game. Possibly, who knows? Possibly, uh, but it's looking good. You know, I think they've done a they've done a pretty good job of it. It's pretty neat. It sort of works. There's no major issues with it. It's obviously a lot better than the the. The original Killzone 2. I keep thinking to say I'm going to say the original Killzone, but that's a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Killzone 2. It, it just it does look prettier. You know, they they have managed to squeeze a bit more, I think, out of the system. Um, yeah. And they've added bots this time because I was I didn't play with people. I played with bots just to get a feel for it. So Take I that people. Yeah, yeah. Still just so playing with you. Yeah, just so I wasn't getting killed every like second. So I could actually enjoy the game at least a little bit and get my head. Or around. you could, you know, learn how to not be a noob. Well, you know, I like the fact that you can go and practice. No, it is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I mean, I like doing that with um. There was a Star Wars game, the Battlefront games. Those were good because you could do that with bots, and it was. It's sometimes nice to just take it easy with bots rather than dealing well, with. Well, it's not only that, but it gives you it allows you to learn the game, doesn't it? Before yes, you and actually, it. now that you mention it, that's in Black Ops. There's this ah. thing called combat training. Which is, uh, yeah, that exact same thing, doing it with bots. And the weird thing is, it calls the bots the oh, your names friends. from your friends list, which is oh, really weird. Uh, <laughs> Suddenly I'm playing with Mosher Angel and Big Bad Daddy. Yeah, it is that. What? That's How funny. weird is that? Yeah, no, there's none of that in there, but they do have all the names, and it'll say Bot Peter or Bot whatever. Yeah. And you can have up to 16 players as my well. Brother, so. My brother is a bot. What? I'm confused. Yeah, how weird is that? But yeah, you can have up to 16 players, so that's, that is coming soon, Killzone 3, next year sometime, isn't it? Uh, it's the spring, isn't it? I think that's coming out next year. Yep, early next year, yeah. yeah early next year. And it's, it's looking, from this, it's looking pretty good, I have to say. It's because the PS Triple got games. <laughs> yeah. Look, right, that, you know what? <laughs> next week, no, seriously, we're introducing a swear box, and every time you do a Chad Warden quote or a Chad Warden voice, you've got to put some money in it. I'll bring 60 quid. Yeah, you're going to need more then, but you've got to... Uh, we, Where's we can't, the money going? Look, we're becoming the Chad Warden podcast. I don't know, pick your own charity. I love it. Everyone's quoting him. Somebody signed up yeah. as him yep. on the comments. Yeah. You can't so, stop the Chad Warden. Someone sent me uh, a message on Xbox.com doing the Chad Warden impression. Look sometimes, look, sometimes you can have too much of a good thing. No, you can't. There's no such thing. That's what I say. Rubbish. Rubbish. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's definitely looking pretty good. So, yeah. I thought I'd just, just mention that I'd been playing it, you know, and, yeah, apologize to Ginny. Oh, lol. Um, nah, I'm, not, I'm not really that bothered. I just found it amusing that you snatched it up. <laughs> I was like, oh, look, it just assumes that we don't want it. 
Uh, oh, yeah. You know that, talking of the PS3, talking of the PS3, you know that group chat that everybody wants? That, you know, so everyone yeah. gets together. It's coming up soon, isn't it? It's coming. It's coming, yeah. Yay! Yeah, yeah. yeah, in PlayStation Home. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, it's actually, when people so, listen to this, it's out. Yeah. So instead of people typing... Where, anybody here, girl? Hey, what's up, girl? How you want to hang out? Now they'll be actually saying that. Sort of. Well, if you remember in the early days, originally when um, PlayStation Home, you could talk to anybody who you came into contact with within the areas that you were in. Uh, I but, don't remember that because I yeah, spent no, you could, when it's it, in home and then yeah. I left. When it originally left, launched, you could do that. But due to the amount of abuse people were getting, they actually turned it off. Well, duh. So, they so why it, are they bringing it back then? Because what they're doing is you have to form up a, you know, up to eight people in a group and talk to each other. So you can't. You have to be eight people. Well, it's up to eight people. Oh, so it's not automatic. You have to join. No, the group. You have to join a group like up, the, with up to eight people. To, you know, either be invited in or invite other people. But it's just for home, huh? But it's just in PlayStation Home. <laughs> but but what it makes you think is, well, they can obviously do it. You know. Yeah. Right. They can obviously do it because you can do it in home. So it does make you wonder whether they're holding back on doing it on the normal PlayStation. It's just weird. I just a test run on home. I don't know. I just found it a bit weird. Yeah, then they'll do it for everybody. Because you can obviously do it, but they're just not doing it. If you know what I mean. No. I mean, I, I mean, do you guys think it's ever going to come? Because I don't know really. Uh, yeah, it'll come, but like it'll be too late, I think. You know. I don't, I don't know. I just, I just. At this point, I don't care weird. because I don't do my multiplayer gaming on the PlayStation, right. and there it's no. too far. It's too far gone there. That, but screw it. I'm, whatever. I'll just play my exclusive single player games on the PlayStation. Exclusive yeah. single player. Yeah, I must admit. I mean, the games. I mean, when we played uh, Drake's Fortune, that was good in multiplayer. You know, Uncharted. You know, not Drake's Fortune, but yeah, Uncharted. It was. Even. Yeah, yeah. You know that worked. Yeah, sorry, my fault. Wrong game. The planning, the planning of it, like you know, I remember we had like a, a thing with uh, Simon Di and like Steve Conger and everyone. We mm. we tried to plan stuff, and it was just a oh, horrible experience, just trying to get everyone in the same room and, ugh, you know, ugh. But once you've done it, it works. You know, it does. Oh, the multiplayer, like the multiplayer works. That yeah. works fine. The matchmaking works in that game, but each game has to make their own system. Whereas on yeah. Xbox, there's one system. Yeah, and it works across the board. It does. I mean, and it does. I mean, what's interesting? There's one that you know, just talking, just a little bit. You know, Love Film. Um, when oh you yeah, watch, I heard of that. Yeah, yeah. When you're watching a video, you can't answer messages or send any. So it just comes up with you know, with the the sort of diagonal red sort of you can't do this symbol when you yeah. try and press on the guide button. It won't allow you to go to the guide. You have to. Press and hold it and quit the application before you can actually answer a message, which hasn't happened in any of the applications for ages. So I was a bit disappointed in that. That that's come back again, you know, because the last time that happened was ages ago. Right. Yeah. So it's still not fully integrated. You know what I mean? They bring out a new service, but it's not integrated properly. Yeah. yeah. You know, it just feels like it's a separate entity. Yeah, they're just kind of tack it on, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So they do need to get that sorted out. Okay. Uh, before we have our second break today. Um, yeah, this is this is time for you, Chini, really. I suppose. <gasps> uh, yeah, LA Noir. We've got our first sort of game 
gameplay trailer <laughs> from the actual game. So it's actual game. Oh, boom. Game In early 2010, Chini called Red Dead Redemption. Did. In late did. 2010. No, sorry. In yeah. late 2008, yeah. Chitty called <laughs> L.A. Noir. 2008? Yeah, this game, got, this game got announced before GTA 4 came out. Ah, uh, okay. Right, and I, I just over it then. Never heard of it. And I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking. I jizzed over it. Right? A breeze came through the window and I jizzed. Right, I, I was thinking, um, Red Dead Redemption's done. There's not going to be any more DLC as far as you know. Zombies yeah, is done. Yeah, yeah. What's next for Rockstar? I was actually thinking about this. Lying well, in bed. you see, it's not really Rockstar, is it? I know, but like, you know, even though Red Dead Redemption isn't the Rockstar New York, it's Rockstar San Diego, but they seem to focus on one game. If they're publishing a game, they focus on that one game they're publishing, regardless of who's making it, right? So yeah, I thought, yeah, what's yeah. next? Maybe another GTA? And then I thought, well... That'll probably be next year. If they're going to announce something, it won't be like this this year. It won't be like this half. Because if, if it's something like a GTA, they won't do it now. Cause it's stupid. Rockstar are clever. Right, they'll, they'll do it next year when not a lot's going on, when there's a gap or something. So that might be a long wait. Do you know, do you know what, incidentally, you know what other games they've made? Team Bondi. Team Bondi. Oh, they're Killer's they're Dream. They're an Australian independent developer. Okay. Team Bondi. All, all Rockstar are doing is publishing it. Yep, 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 yep. I'm publishing it. You know how many, how many other games they've made? 16. None. They haven't None. made a single <gasps> other game. Good, good, good. Uh, this is well, the first game they've made. That's fine, that's fine. As a company. That's fine. That, I don't mind that. But, and I was thinking, well, what's next? And I never thought of L.A. Noir. Well, I was thinking, maybe the next GTA. Um, too soon for a Red Dead Redemption sequel. And what else did I think? I thought of something else. Uh, mate, I, I did no. I did think of Bully Two because Bully Two has pretty much been announced, like officially. Confirmed. But there's agents as well, isn't there? That the yeah, announced. no one cares about that game. Um, <laughs> and I thought about Bully Two because the, the person who's working on the audio for Bully Two accidentally tweeted that he was working on Bully Two, so we know <gasps> that's coming. But scandalous! Ah, Twitter, how I love you. Um, so I thought maybe that, but uh, that that would be okay. L.A. Noir, it's out. The trailer looks amazing. The facial animation, the acting in it, you believe them when they're talking. It's oh, it's so brilliant. The facial animation oh, is very impressive. I'm it, not like, it, just the, the, it, it looks well acted, like Red Dead Redemption, but it looks like a step up from Red Dead Redemption, the, the, the acting on the trailer. It looks you can see Rockstar being like, look, we're not going to put our name like, on this unless it's got yeah. solid animation. Exactly. So. And look, you, you look at, like, there's like a Scottish guy, I think, in it, and the way he talks, I mean, it doesn't look as... Uh, as as dirty and as gritty as Red Dead Redemption, it looks very clean. You know the faces look very you know clean and scrubbed up and stuff. Um, almost like um, you know, like Vector, like almost like Team Fortress Two, but not quite. Like, a little bit cartoonish, but not quite. Yeah, it does. I thought that. You know, very waxworkish. You know, um, but it. Oh God, just the way that the, like the little <laughs> subtle. Like if you got a twenty nine seconds, you get a guy looking at a copper, and he's like. The way he's looking at him, just, oh, that level of... You're just how, a rock star fanboy. I am. I have a huge rock how star many fanboy. Times Anything they do, I jizz over. I love them. How many times have you watched this trailer? 45 <laughs> times today. I've got to agree. I mean, it does look really cool, and yeah. the voice acting sounded, sounded really good. 
mm-hmm. I've got to say. You know, it felt real. It didn't feel like sort of someone reading out lines, which unfortunately a lot of the time that's what you get in games, isn't it? It just sounds like someone reading out from a book or whatever in not really a very convincing way. Um, and I agree. I thought the facial animations were, were very, very good. You know, so do you think this is the next generation of games that we're starting to see well, now? No, no, I don't think it's the next generation. I still think it's, it's the current generation. I still think it's where we are now, and I don't, um, I don't know if it's going to have anything that's going to blow me away, like you know, anything new that I haven't seen before. But it's that presentation, and that's what Rockstar are so good at. They're so good at like presenting this world to you. We all we've all played Red Dead Redemption. GTA does it great as well. Um, and probably this game will have, you know, like two-thirds in, you'll get a bit bored like you do with all Rockstar games. But it, it, it's, just the, it's, just so, it's just so well made, you know, and little details like the acting and facial animation are aesthetic, yes. But they add to everything. They fill it all out. And I, th- I loved Mafia 2 this year, even though that's not a Rockstar game. I, I loved it, but I think this will overtake it in... You know, that kind of set in 1950s. But this is more noir and blah, you know. Even the music is more like, hey, now, nah, see? I was walking until she walked in that <laughs> smoky night. The fog was clinging on the walls. Nah. And it, it seems like more that era. I, I can't wait. Cannot wait. When's it out? Uh, next spring, right? Next spring, yeah. Next spring. Apparently, oh, yeah. spring, spring 2011, 20, 20, 20. it says it. Yeah. How many times have you watched the trailer? You should know this. It says that. <laughs> oh, yeah, but by, by the end of it, I've just, so I don't really know. <laughs> You've lost control. You're know. busy cleaning up. I've gone. I've gone. I've jizzed everywhere. My concentration's like, gone. Talking about something different now. <laughs> talking about something different now. Um, I know what you're going to call this episode, man. Between bro, Bible, and I this. know, yeah. No, I'm right. everywhere. Okay. How, how dare we accuse I don't think I can put in, in iTunes uh, Ginny Jizzies or something of that. You know, Stephen it. Hawking started off at brobible.com. Yeah, there you go. Anyway. I don't know what to say about that. But anyway. Yeah, I don't know what to say about that. Okay. <laughs> oh, I've just broke my notepads. Oh, crap. Okay. Go on. Um, go on. Go on. on another game, I was looking at making a video this week because I've made the Assassin's Creed thing. I was going to do a closer look yeah. at Assassin's yeah. Creed, but there wasn't really... I was looking and I couldn't really find anything. But I did. I should have made a video on this. I did see something in it which was quite funny. At the very start, it, there's a... There's a, there's a introduction to the start of Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. And at the very start, we see Ezio having sex. Right? Well, we don't actually see him... Yeah, well, we go... saw that, didn't we? Cause that's yeah, yeah, we, yeah we've seen that. That's yeah, all yeah, seen that. Yeah. You know, you don't actually see him going in and out, and in again. But, you, you know, you see the aftermath of it. And, I, and then, like, you know, the house that he's in gets bombarded with these cannons, and there's a full-scale war. I don't know about you guys, but after sex, I can't walk, let alone fight an <laughs> army. So, um, I mean, you'll know how that feels with, you know, watching the L.A. Noir trailer. I can't fight. And I, he just gets up and jumps out. <laughs> like, what are you doing? I'll be like, whatever, let him invade. I've had what I want. Time's <laughs> out. Done. Look, um, I, look, it's Ezio. He can do anything. He's, uh, he's a Anything. He's anyway. Hyper-masculine. Anything. Yeah, the guy is a... Uh, and I just had a sex, and now I'm a fight in the army. Yeah. <laughs> now I go in a pipe. No, that's Mario. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, I think we do need to have a quick break. When we come back, though, we are going to talk a little bit about Assassin's Creed Brotherhood as it goes. Oh, I don't yeah. think so. Information. I did about... find something out about Assassin's Creed Brotherhood and... that I'll, I'll chip in with when we're talking about And we're also going to talk a little bit about Two Worlds 2. 
<gasps> well, we just give that a little bit of a oh, mention. Is that Two Worlds 2 2 or Two Worlds 2? Two Worlds number we're two. We're also going to talk about Two oh, okay. Worlds okay. 2. Yeah, we're also Sorry. going to talk about... Yes, I get you. Sorry, yeah. Okay, so. no, two worlds. Two, two, two are going to talk about the two. worlds. But you're going to talk oh, about Two, two worlds, worlds 2 2. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I'll get it. So, Surface <laughs> Lizard... And you fell for that? Really? <laughs> really, Stu? <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, Surface Lizard has got something again for us this week. Uh, we've, we've no idea what it is, because we haven't got it yet again. I know what it is. He told me about it. How did you? Yeah, he oh, told yeah. me about it. It's uh, all about uh, biscuits, because that's all he ever talks yeah, about on the biscuits. forums. Yeah, yeah, biscuits. Biscuits, biscuits, biscuits. Yeah, that's it. Jammy Dodgers. There you go. Blah, blah, blah. Jammy Dodgers. Um, so there you go. We'll have that when we come back. We will talk some Assassin's Creed 2 and whatnot. Grief and misery, names and woes, debts and taxes, and so it goes. Life gets tasteless, don't it? Hello, darlings. Surface Lizard here once again. I've received a few notes since my last couple of appearances from a few people who seem a bit disconcerted that I don't have a West Country accent. I am from Devon, lived there all my life, inbred and proud, and I've let you all down by being monotone and having no accent, for which I'm truly sorry. I could, like my old girlfriends, just fake it for you all, but that would be a disservice to you good people. Anyway, getting back on something approaching the track of this. Christmas once again. The release schedules once again bloat with the monotonous pendulum regularity of the expected seasonal releases. What does that mean? It means Wayne Rooney's Neanderthal mug glaring at us from the copy of FIFA, Tiger Woods' 2011 philandering mini-game getting a hole-in-one with the ladies, oh yeah, Tiger, and of course, Call of Duty, enter stage left. And this time, Black Ops. I've not played a Call of Duty game since COD 2, when I got my launch Xbox 360, before it died on me. And I'm trying to feign, fake some enthusiasm, trying to eke it out like a constipated dog that swallowed a cue ball, and it's really not just happening. Mostly because of the single player campaign. I've played through most of the campaign on Black Ops, and in my opinion, the game really doesn't need it. I realise I'm standing on very thin fanboy ice with this. I'm expecting abuse and death threats, and maybe a few brave souls will send me some biscuits for actually having the guts to speak out about this golden calf cat cow. Yeah, Call of Duty Black Ops, cock of duty poo face. More like, that wasn't very well thought out. Now the game is an 18 cert, at least in the UK, which is British Board of Film Classification Certified, which is about as authentic as it gets. Of course, stick an 18 rate on the box, and you're guaranteed to get every 14-year-old boy moistening just to have the game, in case there is swearing, or guns, or boobies, or machine gun breasts that swear in some horrible version of Japanese reality. So, the game hits the shelves, it's an 18 cert, and with good reason. But there is a slight problem with this. When I started the game, listen to this from literally the opening seconds of the game. Wake up. Wake up. Where am I? Where's Reznov? You will answer our questions. Do you understand? 
Who the hell are you? That's not important. What's important is who you are. What's your name? Fuck you. Where were you born? Kiss my ass! Yeah, that's right. Swearing. Isn't that really mature and cool? Like, oh my god, he like said fuck totally, and, and he like said, he's an asshole. Okay, so, maturity isn't about plot or dynamics. It isn't about that whole film noir philosophizing about the melancholy futility of existence. It isn't about the hero's journey. It's about a guy in a chair putting on a gravelly American accent and saying some choice words that involve the copulative act and if we're very lucky, something gynecological. So, it's an 18 rated game, and it's aimed at the 14 year old market. And you know what? The campaign doesn't pick up intellectually from this point. Partly because they've got Sam Worthington to do the voice acting. Sam Worthington, Hollywood man of the moment. But first, let's consider one of Sam Worthington's choicest moments of pathos from Clash of the Titans. Someday, someone was going to have to take a stand. Someday, someone was going to have to say enough. This could be that day. Trust your senses and don't look this bitch in the eye. Thanks, Sam. You have successfully rewritten Greek mythology in your own stultified manner. Good work. A few months ago, I was wandering round my own part of Devon, and I saw a hedgehog on the side of the road. It had been hit by a car, probably killed instantly, and its mangled body was curled up pathetically in the curb, a single glassy eye staring up at me, almost accusingly mocking my mortality. That dead hedgehog had more charisma than Sam Worthington, who growls through the game and almost seems to forget at some point that the main character, Mason, isn't actually Australian. It's an acting performance up there with Keanu Reeves' in Dracula. Probably the best, worst British accent I've ever heard. Get these guys in Deadly Premonition 2, and we have ourselves a winner. So, Call of Duty Black Ops campaign. Plot device cliche number 42. Flashback. So, you've got Mason strapped in a chair, and being interrogated in a room filled with typical American interrogation, faceless, with all this incredible medical technology around attempting to make us feel somehow intimidated. But it's almost like they've actually been playing the Saw video game, because what they've done is they've turned the interrogation into this blinding, flashy, screeching, chalkboard nails, horrible, jittery, abomination cutscene that doesn't actually make you feel in any way engaged or excited or energized. It's just audio-visual noise. Now whether they're trying to educate us into some kind of Guantanamo Bay atrocity, I don't know, but they probably weren't doing that back in the 60s. So, disjointed mess, I think is probably the easiest way. Oh, and of course, they've got their incredible MacGuffin right there. Don't like anything in the game? You just die, stupidly? Any problems with it? Well, that's fine. It's just the way Mason remembers it. So we've got our get-out clause, and we really don't need to have any kind of narrative consistency. I'm surprised at some point the aliens didn't turn up, and E.T.'s magic finger waving around, bringing the dead VC back to life, just because that's the way Mason remembered it. So, the most contrived setup for a game campaign since Assassin's Creed, but at least the incredibly annoying and camp Desmond had a reason 
to be in the Animus machine, as opposed to making Mason relive his own life through the player confusingly. Which leads us to the actual point and plot of the campaign. Ridiculous and poorly animated. You know, it's like Treyarch are trying to do one of those horrible Christmas time compilation cash-ins you find in the charts. Call of Duty, the greatest hits, as interpreted by Treyarch. Not available in any shops. Order now for a free blender and Call of Duty cod piece. So, Treyarch have effectively played Scrabble with Call of Duty. Letters in a bag, picked them out, and they've managed to spell the word which pretty much explains my exasperated impression of the campaign. Mission objectives, yeah, okay. Now we're going for historical accuracy, like killing a, a sat's bearded Castro impersonator. I can deal with that. One thing I detest in games is vague objectives. It's a good thing there's none in Black Ops. Oh, bollocks, there are. Let me give you an example by your AI forgetting to tell you what to do. There was one section where you're playing a very intense retake of a hill in Vietnam. When you fought all the way to the top of the hill, like the Grand Old Duke of York, you've got to go all the way back down again to fight off the VC who are massing at the bottom of the hill. How do you do this? Napalm. Of course, the great Vietnam plot device. No one actually bothers to tell you to find the barrel, stab it, and kick it down. So you just spend your time aimlessly wandering around this ammo depot they actually point you to, not knowing what's going on, dying, and dying, and dying, until you actually realise or experiment and find by some point of blind luck that you actually do it this way with the barrel. Great storytelling, Treyarch. Thanks for that. In fact, given what the AI does for you, it's almost like the Black Ops campaign is an on-rails shooter, the time crisis of its era. You follow people round, and you wait to shoot things. And if you're incredibly stupid, as we can probably imagine some of the more fanatical players are, to use a more polite word than something in the Vulgate I may have chosen, the AI companions have got a lovely yellow word hovering above their head, just like in real war. Follow. Defend. Buy flowers. Gently caress. That kind of thing. Just in case you, you forget given that your attention span is probably that of a mayfly with amnesia. And more than that, whilst Mason seems content to pop up at all of the major points of 60s history, the whole narrative plot breaks and takes you out of the action to put the interrogators or the memory in control of the situation. So what you find is a bit of gunplay, stop, cutscene, follow somebody, stop, distracted, cutscene, remove you from the situation like someone's played some bastardized game of origami with the flow. Now, the previous games actually had that flow. Mission objective, mission, finish, consistent and flowing, as opposed to this broken horrendous mess of shattered China that Treyarch have forced upon us. And of course, my old friends, the infinitely respawning enemy is back with a vengeance. At one point on one of the levels, there was a conveniently placed guard with his back to me, obviously deaf or with some kind of ear trauma, who couldn't hear me running up behind him and jumping up and down. Anyway, I stealth killed him, and then my incredibly quiet stealth kill somehow managed to alert the rest of the camp, who decided to attack me en masse. And they respawned, and they respawned, and I ran out of bullets. And so I died, and I tried it again, 
and the same thing happened. So, in the end I gave up, and I just waited for the NPCs to go off and kill them all for me, and just sneak round and let them do the hard work for me, not really playing the game at all. Angry, I spat out my fruit shortcake in disgust. Yet on paper, the campaign seems like the most exciting thing since a new Indiana Jones film, which was a compilation of the other three, but not The Last Crusade, because that was crap. So, jumping from trucks, onto trains, wrenching Viet Congs out of boats, cutting their throats, manning mounted guns, absolutely exciting, really hand-rubbing stuff in the Big Horse tradition. Except that the whole mechanism doesn't really require you to do much, but push a button and succeed. Or push a button and fail. Or mount a gun and let the enemy just run up to you, casually as you like to die. In fact, when you consider it, the game's almost embarrassed of itself. After you run through essentially kill room to kill room with a few nice cutscenes or camera takeaways, they decide to put in another vehicular section just to break up the action, to give you the illusion of action, the illusion that you're in charge. But it doesn't have the flair or the explosive grandeur that the previous games did. It seems safe and formulaic. There's no danger there's no sense of tragedy. There's no sense of, if this chopper goes out of control, I'm a dead man. This may happen, I may fail this objective. I'll just restart and wait for the next wave of brain-dead enemies to jump in front of me like Space Invaders from 1979. It's like the last 30 years haven't happened, but in HD and swearing. But don't forget, Black Ops is meant to be a realistic and hard-hitting attempt to capture the intensity of 60s Cold War climate, which is why they've got guided missiles, which I personally don't remember. And of course, the incredible trick the American troops had, if you get shot, hide behind a car and you will miraculously heal. Now you can try this in real life and I guarantee it works. I learned a similar trick from different racing games as well. If you have a top of the line Ferrari, drive it at a wall at full speed, magic, you'll just bounce off, no damage, beat that poor Daniels. Personally, the most exciting point of the whole noisy, brash, transient, embarrassingly juvenile campaign was breaking out of the seat in the main menu and playing Zork, a text adventure from the late 70s, and the twin-stick shooter game that was effectively Smash TV with zombies. So it was worth it only for that. Now, before a dead cat ends up on my doorstep, the multiplayer is sublime. That's where Call of Duty stands, and the zombies. Although we're getting a bit wary of zombies. What about Mariah Carey? Attacks of mutant Mariah Careys with big Quato-like abominations asking you to open your mind. I'd pay money for that. The point is, Call of Duty needs to evolve and it needs to streamline itself. And what it needs to do is get rid of the campaign. It's a part you play once, maybe twice on veteran if you're feeling horny or hard for the achievements if you're into that kind of thing. But the next game, put all the development into the online. We've got games like Brink coming out now that are looking to really redefine the face of online console shooters. And if Call of Duty is still churning out this bipolar game of tired campaign and usual multiplayer, we might see the sales drop. Or probably not, because people will buy Call of Duty even if it was Alan Titchmarsh's Call of Duty Magic Rake Adventure. But still, I live and dream. Service Lizard, signing out. Be seeing you. Please don't hate me for this. End of line. Okay, hey, wasn't that good this week? Oh, oh man. He has excelled himself. Excelled yeah. himself. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I didn't think he could surpass his deadly premonition uh, review last week. Which, he's you so know. deadpan. He needs to let us know when he's making jokes because I yeah. hear him and I'm like, yeah. hey, wait, that's yeah. a joke you just did. Brilliant. What's up with that? Oh, it's brilliant. But anyway, hey, we're right about deadly premonition, though. You know, as I, as I said at the beginning of the show, great game. Sure yes. he was. At least rent it. Anyway, um, yeah, we'll start with the Two Worlds 2 stuff first. Two Worlds 2 stuff. Now we're back. Hey, that reminds me. Rich said, Big Bad Daddy from the Overseas Connection. Great show. You should all listen to it. Uh, and one of you should even go be on it. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> uh, anyway, I was playing Black Ops with him. Shout out. And Lops. I said, any messages? And he goes, yeah, tell Stu hi. And I've been playing Two Worlds 2. And it's awesome. Yeah, well, what I was going to say is, right, unfortunately, it is only out in Europe. So it is out. You got is a it? German yeah, it's cop. out, but there's no UK release yet. There's yeah. no UK release, so it's only oh, out right. in Europe. Um, and the first sort of reviews are coming in, you know, from the European magazines and stuff. Yeah. And what websites. did I say? Nines out, uh, nines it, out of tens. It is uh, like a very good uh, like that. It's a magnificent croissant of a yeah, game it's wrapped getting, up in a pâté getting, de foie gras. I've seen... Three reviews, and they're all sort of two, I think, were nine out of ten, and one was eight out of ten. Wow. So it's getting... Yeah, Rich said it's as good as Oblivion. Yeah, it's getting some amazing... Uh Apparently, they fixed everything that was wrong with the first game. Obviously, because the first game was (laughs) terrible. But the fact that they've gone to that sort of... Now, I I did try and translate some of these reviews, but Google Translate doesn't do a very good job. It was like, you, you you know those God characters in games you were talking about? Yeah. It was like reading a review written by one of them. What do you mean? What good characters? You know, you make good game is oh, good. You make yeah. good game. Oh, yeah. good game, good. RPG elements. Yeah, it's a bit like that. Unfortunately, it doesn't quite get the grammar right and some of the words are wrong. And so yeah, it's, it, like, it's like an article on, on Bro Bible. Yeah, yeah, a bit like that. Okay. A bit like that. <laughs> Take that, Bro Bible. Yeah, in your face. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm definitely... Bible this. Okay, I'm interested in this now. Yeah, me too. You know, I think it's I think it's got some chance now of being decent. Hold on, you know? it's fantasy hawks and elves and arrows and shit, right? Hate it. Yes, it yeah, is. Whatever. I'm out. Wake me up when <laughs> wake me up when Eleanor comes. <sighs> okay. So yeah, so you know, it might be one to watch. That you know, you might actually have a decent RPG apart from Oblivion that's set in that sort of realm, and uh, you know. Free roaming, sort of go anywhere you like, sort All of. All right, you're racist. Anyway, Japanese. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. There's an article over at uh, Computer and Video Games that lists uh, some of the reasons that we should be playing this when it comes out in about a week's time, isn't it? Really, it'll be out as this because it's publishes. Yeah, 19th of November, 19th. but it might be early for you. More you... of Assassin's Creed. No. Yep. Okay. Good enough for me. Uh, yeah, apparently, okay, the first reason, apparently, freer running. Freer running. If you're struggling to scale a wall quickly, look for one of the many new lifts. Oh, Crates yeah, yeah. can be found almost everywhere, and sprinting into them will make Ezio or Desmond grab the rope and slice the pulley just beneath their grasp, yep. sending the hoisted mm-hmm. weight crashing down to the ground and then up into the air at breakneck speed in reverse. So there you we go. We saw that was on the multiplier there. We did. It did look cool, though, I have to say. It yeah. did look cool. So that's uh, that's a good reason. I'm liking that. Very good. Uh, challenge rooms. <laughs> Has Chal- it taken place in Japan, this one? Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Uh, challenge rooms. At some point during the Assassin's long road trip, uh, programmer Rebecca Crane wrote new lines of code into the Anime 2 framework. 
The best addition, that would be the Arkham Asylum-style challenge rooms inside the virtual training option. Uh, mm-hmm. Free run challenges are races. Stealth assassinate uh, challenges are room clearing tasks. Yeah, that sounds like it's a better way of incorporating like races and shit yeah. rather than putting mm-hmm. them in the, in the actual story. Like, what? Well, uh, hey, Ezio, uh, get some flags and I'll give you some money. Why? Why would you do that? Why, I need why? the flags. You have to I give need me the, the flags. Flag. No, you don't. You're just being weird, aren't you? You're weirdo. You just like enjoy. You just enjoy people watching like racing. You run around. <laughs> okay, I like you. Whatever. Let's go out. Um, yeah, so that seems like a better way to put it in. So basically, you can locate challenges involving hunting for flags, tackling thieves and couriers, and combat challenges are all about notching up the kills either without taking a hit or in a certain time limit, depending on which game you pick. So there you go. So there you go. Uh, replay value. Apparently, there's going to be more replay value. So last year we were mystified to see Ubisoft yanking the mission replay system from the Assassin's Creed 2 mere weeks before shipping the game. Now the decision makes sense. Every story mission in Brotherhood comes with its own subtask to complete in order to achieve full synchronization. So the first secret location, for instance, must be completed in fewer than eight minutes. An extremely tough task for the 100%, while the other tasks you uh, sort of ask you to finish without losing health or getting spotted uh, to pass. If you fail... Simply replay a past mission to get the full 100%. So there you go. Hmm. There you go. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, modern Remix. One surprising option in the Animus menu is the ability to return to the present at any point. Because obviously you couldn't, you couldn't do that in the original. Oh, right, or, yeah, okay. Uh, why? Uh, well, why? because there's an awful lot more going on in 2012 now. Desmond's fully assassined up with a large portion of the opening sequence involves... Uh, careful for spoilers now. Sneaking through the now ruined auditor crypt you unlocked using Uplay points in Assassin's Creed 2. Uh, oh, that's yeah. that's right. Lucy, Desmond, Sean and Rebecca all end up setting up camp in the final Assassin's Ugh. Stronghold. That was Ezio's mansion. Uh, Monte, Monte Gregio, or whatever, Montio Gregionio, or whatever the hell. Spoiler reason, I didn't want to know that. Uh, oh. Sorry. It is a great place to explore, especially now it's filled with mopeds. <laughs> well, that's what Eddie is on said. Everybody in Italy, <laughs> just ciao. Eddie, ciao. Can you ciao. imagine? Oh, my God. It'd be ciao. like uh, quadrophenia. There you go. <laughs> ciao. Those barrels you use to climb up onto the rooftops during parkour sessions, they're all cleverly being replaced by flatbed trucks. <laughs> what the hell? What? Wow. How funny is that? That's cool. That's cool. I'm wow. liking that. Okay. Uh, next reason Armageddon Armageddon uh, secret locations ranked among the best features in Assassin's Creed 2 so their return is definite cause for celebration the justification for their return however hasn't changed according to a scroll we collected at the end of Nero's Golden Palace a covert location populated by a gang of ferocious Romulans dressed in wolfskin no relation to Star Trek aliens uh, these are six keys locked away in a secret section collecting them will unlock the Romulus armour there you go. The secret locations. Uh, yeah. Cheat and greet is his next one. Uh, Chalk this one up to not paying attention, but we swear it happened. While we were jotting down notes during the loading screen, we looked up to see the following message. Ride the unicorn, cheat unlocked. <laughs> okay. Explanation. We don't have one, but it seems as though certain synchronization-based tasks will unlock silly extras. Here's hoping the unicorn's horn can be used for a spot of mounted stabby-stab action. So they they actually unlocked what they think was a unicorn, but I have no idea how to use it. So there you go. 
You want a unicorn with a fancy riding one of them? Sweet. You yeah. can ride one in uh, the zombie Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, part. I didn't get it. I got I got deaf. I did get the deaf horse finally. So I didn't get what? that. You just can't hear anymore, or sorry, can you not hear me? No, no, no. I thought you said you got deaf. Oh, I'll I'll come back next week. (laughs) I'll come back next week when you get the jokes, you. Yeah. That was a rubbish. No, well, in in light of the technical issues tonight, that (laughs) true. You know, that wasn't that obvious. Uh, What? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Black market. Yeah. Looting dead bodies in secret chests uncovers a strange selection of material. In a couple of minutes, we bagged ourselves some medicine, very useful, a jar of leeches, less useful, and some incense, not useful, beyond making you a new hideout under T-Bar Island smell nice, we suppose. Not all the items have practical uses. Uh, When on the move, uh, they can be sold at the shops for extra dough, and some shops have some more store-specific missions asking you to collect certain items to replenish their stock levels. Oh no, collections side missiony things. Yeah, are you gonna? You see, I wouldn't yeah. do those. I'd be just like, oh, I can't be bothered. Yeah, I would because I'm. I got RCD. So yeah. yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, I I'm not, I don't really hate collection missions. It's just they feel lazy. Yeah, yeah, I no, agree. I, yeah, I agree, I'd but agree. I still do them. I'd just be like, yeah, I can't be bothered doing that. Okay, um, yeah, multitasking. According to Ubisoft, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood began life after Assassin's Creed 2 was finished, only it didn't. The majority of the single-player mode did, although plenty of Brotherhood's new features were held over from Assassin's Creed 2 idea sheet. A multiplayer was in development at Ubisoft long before the last game shipped. So there you go. Now, interestingly enough, when this was announced, I thought it was more or less just a multiplayer sort of budget add-on or, or possibly being downloadable. I didn't, you know, until sort of probably, you know, maybe spring 2010 when I found out that it was actually a fully-fledged game. I mean, I don't know how you two yeah. thought about it. No. You know? No? Oh, that was pretty much the same way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I was. Yeah. Anyway, uh, equipment reboot. After a brief play with all the goodies you unlocked in Assassin's Creed 2, Brotherhood pulls the Metroid trick of stripping away all your abilities. Of course it does. And then drip-feeding them back to you one scene at a time. Oh, you see, you thought that didn't happen, did you? Uh, no, I, no, I said it doesn't happen in the Batman Arkham Asylum. Or, ah, that's right. It? Sorry, you do. So, yeah, that happens in this, unfortunately. Blech. We won't spoil how the reset button is pushed beyond saying Ezio's return to Rome wasn't through choice. Story-wise, it's not too jarring, thankfully, and you do get to witness some sexy time before it happens. Ah, yep. that's the Peter where I'm talking it's about. It's nice. I like a sexy it's nice. time. <laughs> it's nice. Uh, the truth. The glyphs are back. The codes at the end of each puzzle in Assassin's Creed 2 turned out to be the coordinates of more conundrums, brain teasers, which Ezio can climb. I love that. No, I like that. Screw yeah. you, dude. I like that. Oh, that was easily the weakest part of that can, game. Ever. can climb into this time around and drop out of the history books altogether. Dude, didn't you see the video where those naked people were, like, running and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we managed to track down a glyph just inside the entrance of the Pantheon, and it took us to another pick five pictures out of ten puzzles, an old favourite from the last game. Uh, we weren't actually permitted to see the truth video, but a sneaky glance through the menu screen suggests it's going to be ten pieces uh, long this time around. So there you go. And that's it. That's all the stuff they've got to say about it. So what do you think? What do you think? I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've been hearing, I've been hearing of quite a few people that this is going to be the best Assassin's Creed ever. That it's going to be, again, better than two, I've heard. Craziness. Right. But 
I uh, I am looking forward to it, and it, it worried me because it's only been a year, um, and that kind of leads me to think, oh, that's that's a bit strange. But you forget how many people work at Ubisoft, and they have yeah. a lot of people there, and they must they must they must know what they're doing, and they must have a lot of people working on this game, a lot, because to get it out of a year and to get it out to the quality that it's looking, um. Amazes me because it t- it took them two years to get to Assassin's Creed Two from one, and now uh, this looks like it's got more than. But two. it's not going to it's not going to be as big a story, is it? They're, they're reckoning about fifteen hours for this. Yeah, it's still first size. That though, fifteen hours, Stu. I know, but Assassin's Creed was about thirty, wasn't it? 20? I don't know. I don't think it was that long. You know, I thought, uh, it was, but uh, maybe maybe I was just overestimating. I mean, it, it's 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 kind of like. That's a grey area because you know it depends on what you do. You know you can do other things as well in Assassin's Creed, but I I think this will just be as long as two, and then you get all the multiplayer. The multiplayer thing doesn't interest me. I'm more interested in what's what's uh, STL up to and what's Desmond up to. That's what I care about. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm sure you're right, but it's looking good. I mean, I vowed not to buy any more games this year, as it goes. Uh, Good luck with that. I know. Well, it's the only game, to be fair, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood is the one game that's left that I'd sort of probably buy. You know, there's nothing else coming out now that I'm remotely interested in. Uh, so I'll probably, I'll probably try and get it on rental. I would have thought. I'll try and get uh, a Shadow's Tale finish up pretty quick and get that sent back this week with any luck. Yeah. Any luck. Um, okay. Uh, to finish off. To finish off. Just, uh, just. This isn't really news or anything, but before we start recording tonight, I thought, right, just out of interest, I would just see if I if I wanted to buy Connect, if I could get it, you know, from somewhere, okay, at the at the proper price, that is, okay, at the one twenty nine ninety nine, at the one. You're gonna order it online live? No, I was gonna. No, I'm not gonna buy it. God love us. I'm not interested. <laughs> and then just say, oh, love, it's it's for it's for it's for Millie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I thought I would sort of see if it was possible to buy it now, just to get an idea of how well it's se- uh, selling, you know. Okay. Um, yeah, you can't get it anywhere. I did try. Sold the, out. Yeah, it sold out. Sold out. The only way, right, on Amazon, there's people selling it for £170. Oh, my God. So there's there's people selling it, but at, at, at obviously an inflated price. Well, in that's the it. Mission company, accomplished, right? man. They did what the yep. Wii did, like yep. that crazy hysteria. Christmas coming up. Yep. <laughs> the only other way you can get it is by buying it as a bundle. There's quite a few bundles still available. So if yeah. you buy the 360 plus or Connect, uh, there's quite a few of those available. Yeah. So what you're saying is I can make some money shipping them over, huh? You could possibly make some money shipping them over. They're available in the United States. Oh, yeah, they're America. all over the place here. I was going to say, I'm not so sure whether you'll find them there either. Are they not sold out over there too? Well, I was just in Best Buy the other day, and there were a whole bunch of them. Ah, well, you can get them out. Well, you can't. They haven't obviously shipped as many to the UK. I guess uh, not. But we're a little place. Why should they? We're still mad about the tea. Yeah, yeah. But are they doing the let's limit supply to make it look like the... the re- no, oh, I'm sure. No, I don't think so, because they want to sell as many as they can. Yeah, yeah but if they can create publicity with news right. stories about how there's none available, then, and then that they, works. Oh, we found some. We found some. Get it while you can. You know, yeah. so I, I, I can. I mean, I don't have any proof, and I, but I, you know, I totally wouldn't put it past them. No, that's just kind of a risky that is an strategy. That, it seems like a very risky strategy, though. I don't think anyone would deliberately do that. <laughs> With a Nintendo, didn't I? It? Don't think they did it purposely either. I don't know. Uh, 
But there you go. So yeah, it's sold out. All about corporations than you. <laughs> sold out everywhere. So you know, there you go. Um, and that that really is about it. Unless there's anything else you guys want to talk about or touch on. Yes, I got one thing. Go. When Fallout New Vegas was about to come out, I made the writing topic for that day. I think it was a here's a story for you to write, and it was uh. So so and so looked out over the canyon and said, "So that's New Vegas, huh?" And then a super mutant shows up and all this other stuff. So uh, like three students in each class had any idea what I was talking about. Only one of them dared write about it, and the rest of the students were like, "What is that? What are you talking about? What's New Vegas?" And so I had to explain to them, "New Vegas, Fallout New Vegas is going to be a great new role playing game." So all the students start, "What's role playing games?" And I was like, "Oh my god!" So. There, I wrote down two conversations because there was some confusion about what role-playing is, and they wouldn't let me oh, tell them. Good. They yes. just kept answering each other, right. So one of them said, what's role-playing? Is it like Halo Reach? And I was like, no. And then someone else cut in and said, no, it's like Halo Wars. Don't you know anything about video games? <laughs> I was like, wow. And then someone else said, shut up, shut up. I'll tell you, all right? Role-playing is exactly like The Sims. Uh. I was like, no, it's uh, not. Like, yeah, it is. I was like, you people are wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> Good choice of word. Uh, yeah, exactly. Do you know what you should have done? You should have got out the. You know what you should have done? Yeah. You sh- you should have got out the like the old Dungeons and Dragons stuff with all the twenty sided dice and all that sort of stuff. This is role playing. I tell them about that all the time. Yeah, yeah. Here's I'll role- show you how to do it. I ain't very LARP sometimes. I'm an old hand at it. <laughs> Just sit down, right? You got to roll. I mean, as nerdy as I was, as much of a loser and a Dungeons and Dragons dude as I was growing up, at least I wasn't a LARPs person, man. Those people yeah, are like the losers. Uh... losers. Like, out of all nerds, they're, like, the bottom. They're the bottom they of the really train. They really are. The because they, they choose to do that. It's not like they, they're, like, born into it or anything. Like, they're raised by LARPers, therefore they must be one. They choose to do that. They choose to dress up like, like that. These miniatures don't take can I, into can the I just game ask you, right? Let me, let me ask you, so when you played Dungeons & Dragons, did you put the voices on and pretend to be the characters? Not really, but I had some, I had a cool character, man. I remember one of my guys was named Abdul Van Gobi, and he had a trident for an arm because his hand got cut off at one point. And it was like, yeah, here comes trident armed Abdul. He's awesome. But did you do the that voices awesome. though? No, we didn't do voices. Are you sure? You didn't sound sure. No, we didn't do voices. Hey, we we, pretty sure to me. we, yeah. we had a sure. we had a certain line <laughs> that we weren't interested in crossing. We never even messed with miniatures. I don't even understand what the the lure of miniatures is. Oh, God, I remember a shop in Preston, and that's all they sold. You know, that Warhammer stuff, uh-huh. and you know, all that yeah, weird yeah. sort of role-play. I never did it. Sense that it's really integrated more into Warhammer than it is Dungeons & Dragons. But... Yeah, yeah. All right, anyway. Anyway. On that nerdy Look, we're nerds. Look, yeah. just admit it. That's what yeah, we are. Well, okay. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, let's do shout-outs and get the hell out of here. So, yeah, we'll uh, turn to you first, you. Go for it. Okay, several shout-outs, mostly related to ba- uh, Black Ops. Uh, Influenza, Hunky Patrol, I got it, let's do it. Uh, Quandrian, uh, he's, he recommended Fairy, so cheers to him for recommending it. There's a lot of things I liked about it, but it's just not my cup of tea. Red Cap uh, had a crazy, noisy mic when we played earlier, so cheers to him. Fix that mic, what's your deal? James E uh, was playing with us, and then his connection dropped out, so, oh, sorry, dude. <laughs> Uh, Raf Finch was playing Team Deathmatch. That was pretty fun. GH Rocker and I did one of the gambling game modes, which was fun. Uh, and uh, he won 
third place in that game, so he won a few credits, and I came in last place. Because we were doing the one-shot, one-kill thing, and it was just ridiculous. I'm not accurate. We know how I feel about ammo. So that's like the exact opposite game type I should be playing, right? Like, here, you have one bullet. What? This game mode was made to frustrate me. Uh, And then Murphy's Law kept giving me a hard time. He was like, give in to the dark side. And I'm like, no, no. And then I gave in, and he was like, aha, you gave in. So, yeah, okay, I gave in. Uh, but then we were trying to play with him. Me and Rich were trying to play, and he was nowhere around. So it was like, what the heck? Come on, man. If you're going to play, let's play. Never mind about your kid. Uh, and then Osaka Jim, I just uh, barely missed him recently. He was going to play with me, but then he had to do something, or I had to do something, and then we didn't get to play, but we will. So cheers to him. And everybody else who's playing games right now, hooray for video games. That's me done. There you go. There you go. Uh, Ginny. I will also shout out Ra Finch because I found out that he's Mrs. or wife, whatever, um, knows my brother. Ah, wow. There you go. Snow. Um, kind of snow somewhere. Friends were on Facebook. So I was like, how does your, my brother know your Mrs.? And he was like, I don't know. So, yeah, and he, he's from around. He's, he doesn't live that far away. In fact, her Mrs. knows a lot of my brother's mates. Um, so I'd have a word. But, yeah, so shout out to uh, Rafinch because it's small world, and shout out to being busy because I haven't played any games. Boo, you suck. Um, and shout out to Damien Sawyers. There you go. Who's that? He's my friend. Who's that? Oh, fair enough. Damien. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to shout oh, right, out. Damon. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm going to shout Damon. out Sniper, Sniper of the PS3. I know that. Who is also Sharon, otherwise known as Sharon, who is Rickster's missus or yep. sort of girlfriend, not wife, yeah. girlfriend, because she's been playing a shitload of, can you guess what game she's been playing on the PS3? You'd never... Uh, Deadly Premonition. No, no, it's not. That's a that's a 360 exclusive, believe it or not. Yeah. Oh, I don't... God, they got to hang on to their exclusive. That's a 360 exclusive, that is. Yes. Um, Xbox ain't got games. <laughs> Yeah, guess what? It, it's it's billed as the toughest game ever made. You got away with that one, dude. Yeah. Demon toughest. Souls? Yes, Demon Souls. She's been oh, playing. my goodness. Yeah, and, well, and apparently she's, she's doing all right. Yeah, she's doing all right. She's killed the first two bosses in the game, uh, and she's loving it. Good for her. Yeah, huge awesome. props to her. So there yeah. you go. So, yeah, Sharon, Sniper. <laughs> Big props. I've got to say, I'm too scared to play that game. Is there a B in this podcast? <laughs> no, no. If, you, if you're looking at the name, it's SS. Yes. Uh, I, know, I, I would consider it more like a snake, but that's just me. Yeah. I mean, if I were going to do her name, I'd be like... Yeah. Not a lizard, man. No, that's that's definitely not a lizard. <laughs> um, right! I'm doing it now for the uh, sound. No, I'd, also, I'd also like to shout out... Shane Bettenhausen, you know who that is? I'm yeah, sure. I know. He used to work for One Up and Now. Yeah, do you know what company he works for now? He's the one who works. He published um, Blacks, that one that came out on Xbox Live Arcade, and he published lots of like weird Japanese yeah. things. Guess what? Like guess it. what other game he published? <laughs> guess what other game he might have published? Japanese. Oh, game. Deadly Premonition. He did, yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> English and Entertainment. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I was listening uh, to the podcast, and he gave away. Um, uh, to, he gave away some copies to the people on the podcast. Yeah, I remember that. There yeah. you go. There you go. So yeah. Do you know what it was originally called, by the way? Out of interest. <laughs> it wasn't. No. Was? <laughs> no, no. It was. It was actually originally called Rainy Woods. Rainy Woods. Rainy Woods. Rainy. <laughs> and it was originally uh, announced at the Tokyo Game Show in 2007. 
2007. Why didn't they call it Rowney Woods? Because, right, when it originally was being developed, it was even more like Twin Peaks, apparently. It was very, very similar, and they actually redeveloped it, changed a lot of it, and changed a lot of the dialogue as well, so it wasn't quite as samey as as Twin Peaks. So there you go. Although it still feels a lot like Twin Peaks, to be honest. Yeah. Right. So there you go. And then it then it was called uh, Red Seeds Profile in Japan. Right. Red Seeds. And interestingly, on Raptor, that's what it's called. So on my Raptor account, it says I've been playing Red Seeds Profile. Weird. Which is always a bit weird. Uh, and then obviously became Deadly Premonition when it was released in America. So there you go. That's what I'm going to shout out for making the worst, best game ever. How about that? <laughs> that's a good way of describing it. Um, and I think that's it for me. Um, on that note, right, see, bye, we now, terms now. Um, on that um, note, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we need to we need to seriously get the hell out of here. So yeah. we're, just, we're just sort of going, sort of thing. No, bye. 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 Thanks for listening, everybody. Yes, thanks for listening. Peace. Peace out. God's long show. Long show. Smell. Instead, sit in my home, watch TV. <laughs>